President and a small group of people know exactly what he meant. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby, if it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this, dumbass? Yeah, fucking fool. Open your mouth so I give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learn quick, fast, and hurt. What? I got some mighty dog food, some kind of s***. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com and can be streamed everywhere and anywhere you may go via iHeartRadio. Obviously, I uh, added a little Linkin Park into the Friday audio reel. I would imagine most of you have heard by now. As the news broke yesterday, co-frontman of Linkin Park, Chester Bennington, took his own life by method of hanging, from what I understand. Brutal way to go. Brutal. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't want to get too morbid, but like when I heard about that, because... That, that was Chris Cornell, too. When I heard about that, I was just like, God, for guys who have money, it just seems like a, it seems like a very weird way to, like, there's no good way. No. Right? So let, 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 let's establish that fact. But it seems like a very weird way for guys with money to go about doing that. Yeah, that to me feels like a prison thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're in a desperate situation. No more options. This is the only, uh, this is the only option I have to do this. But maybe it was that decision of like, I want to go in the most brutal way possible. Maybe. And like, just, I mean, like, I. That's the thing about suicide. You can't, you can't make sense of it because the people, the, the people that have the answers can't give you the answers. I am, um, this almost made me quit social media last night. Really? And you're going to hear me touch on this multiple, multiple times throughout today's show because. And I knew people were going to be overly sensitive, okay? Yeah. And so I, that's why I was like, well, don't make Linkin Park jokes. Like, you can't joke about it. But I said, when I posted the link from TMZ yesterday at Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show, like every other radio show in the country, I was like making sure we got the information out. Right. And so I posted it, and I said, wow, I can't help but think all the negative fan reaction over the, la- uh, over the last record played into this. And a guy said to me, guys, don't be dumbasses. Negative fan reaction over a record didn't have anything to do with this. What an insensitive comment. Well, it was just two weeks ago, Chester Bennington was literally pleading online for people to stop trashing the record. Admitting admitting that it was hurting his feelings. Literally said the phrase, please stop bashing the record. It was... I mean, so I'm crazy? This is what I'm talking about with social media. You guys... And not all of you, I understand. You cannot 
any longer hear a harsh truth or a sad reality and deal with it and understand that it's re- and it's truth. You can't deal with it anymore. Everything has to be cookie cutter, press release worthy statement of here's the suicide prevention hotline. That's the only acceptable post now for this stuff. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I'm not cookie cutter. I'm not going to give you just the tow the company line PC suicide prevention number for Chester Bennington. I'm not that guy. I'm going to keep it real with you. And if you don't, as an artist, okay, and I said this to somebody yesterday, that I drive to work every day preparing myself to perform in front of a live audience, okay? And if you don't think one of the things that runs through my mind on my way here every day before I do this show for you If you don't think running through my mind every day is, oh my God, what if they hate it? Then you're crazy. Of course. Where do you think the art comes from? No great art has ever come from, man, look how functional that is. Man, look at at the functionality of that. No great art comes from functionality. It all comes from what's screwed up about you. So I I don't think it's a leap to assume that it played into it. Was it the whole thing? Oh my God, they hate the record. I'm going to off myself. No, of course not. But I didn't say that either. But people can't decipher between the information they read anymore. And it, I, and honestly, it was like, God, this is what I'm talking about. This right here is what I'm always talking about with social media. You guys cannot handle the truth anymore. And it puts all of us into a very weird situation. And it's unfortunate. But I, I saw the fan reaction yesterday of Linkin Park. You're going to hear so much Linkin Park on the show today. And, and so if you're not a Linkin Park fan, I'm sorry. But this for a younger generation, not my generation, but for a younger generation was Metallica. They are your Metallica. They're on that level of, for, for a certain you know, group of people. Now I will tell you, I bought the Dracula soundtrack, which is where One Step Closer was on before their record came out. And I remember when I broke, it was like Dracula 2000 or whatever that horrible movie was. And they were on the soundtrack. And I loved One Step Closer when it was on that soundtrack. That when Hybrid Theory came out, I remember going to Target and buying the records before I got in the radio business. And I went to Target and bought the record. And I remember telling my buddy, Sean Conroy, when I, when I came home with the record, I was like, dude, I listened to this on the way home. This band is going to be the biggest band in the world. And he said to me, he's like, you're crazy. It's good, but it's not that good. Sure enough, they ended up becoming the biggest band in the record. I saw the, I saw the Linkin Park ha- thing happening before it really happened. And because it leapt off the record, you could hear it. As soon as you put it in, I was like, man, nothing else on the radio sounds like that. And that sounds good. It's a, it's a sad day. It really is. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that, you know, rock music definitely took a hit here. There, Huge there's hit. there's no question about it. Um that first Linkin Park album, I think, you know, you can put it into the conversation and maybe not, you know, surpassing, but at least into the conversation of Appetite for Destruction, where it's like one of one, <sighs> of, the, one of the best debut records that from any rock band where they just came out, punched you in the mouth, gave you that sound that you hadn't heard, and made you excited for like, yeah, dude, like like this is good. Like All this right. is something I want to be a part of. Let and me- Kind of changed the scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Linkin yeah. Park certainly was not the. In- oh yeah. Certainly not the the. They didn't invent rap rock, but they turned. They, they took what was that scene and that underground thing and like turned it up by ten. It so- always felt to me like like Lincoln Park was. Hey, Incubus, watch this. 
right? Like, like we nice job creating it. We'll take it from here and make it huge. Uh, well, right. All those bands of that era, I think you could say, like, Corn, Limp Bizkit, any of those bands where it's like, hey, we'll make this, you know, a bigger thing than what you were able to. For like, sure. Like, you, you know, we, we have the mainstream appeal to make this, you know... Something, you know, I, I don't want to say special, but something that was just different than, you know, what, what had existed before. So, they, dude, they were, you know, Linkin Park, definitely trailblazers. They were. I felt like they, they, they took a scene and, and, you know, grew it by 10. I'm being asked, why is this a rock star problem? Like, you, he's saying you don't see this in other musical genres like you do with rock musicians. You, suicide? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Um, it, feel, it does feel true, though. It does feel, but I don't know if it is or not. I um, but I don't, listen to the records. What's this is what I was talking. This is why rock music isn't as popular today as it once was. What do I always say about this? Great rock music is about aggression, and we don't want that anymore. Aggression's not cool. It's it's not it's it's not hip now. But if you listen to great rock artists, it's all about their pain. And it's all about like, and so like I think maybe that's why I think I think if you listen to the art, it it kind of lends itself to that. I uh, at first like everyone else, I thought I was like this is a joke, this is a hoax because there was just a Chester Bennington hoax like two weeks ago, right. I think it was. And then, but well, like I said on the air yesterday, before this even happened, I don't trust anything until TMZ tells me. When TMZ tells me, I'm like, okay, now we're legit. And I said this yesterday that I remember when TMZ was like invented. Like, when it first came out, we all laughed at it. All of us in the media laughed at it. We all thought it was a joke. And now they're the industry standard. Unless TMZ tells me something, I don't believe it. I saw it there yesterday. I was like, okay, that's real. Yeah, I woke up yesterday from a nap. Chester from Lincoln Park was dead. OJ Simpson's out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Something happened with Trump. And then I was just like, oh, and, and Derek Rose is coming to the Cavs. And I'm yeah. like, what is going on? We're obviously <laughs> going to get into OJ around 8 o'clock. Because, yeah, that, that whole thing. I thought that was going to be the story of the day. It was a very eventful two hours there yesterday. It really was. I thought OJ was for, I was like yesterday. I was like, okay, obviously OJ is going to be the biggest thing in the world for me tomorrow. And then this thing with Lincoln Park happened. I was like, oh my god, I got like this is going to bump OJ for me. I couldn't believe that, but I was like, sure enough, when I was like looking at the reaction of it, I was like, yeah, you know what? For people younger than me, this is like James Hetfield dying for you. Like, and I can't lie, was, we're that show. We don't get overly sentimental about celebrity death. But if James Hetfield died, I'm going to I'm going to pay tribute to that. That would happen in here. And I, it definitely feels like, you know, I saw this tweet more times yesterday than I thought I would. Man, Linkin Park was my childhood. Like, I saw that tweet so many times yesterday. I was like, okay, this is a bigger deal for a lot of you than it would be for me. But it's obviously a huge deal for you. You're going to hear tons of Linkin Park today. If there are songs you would like to hear, you can tweet them in at Sansbury Show. Also, the Facebook page. Reach out any which way that you can. Fantone mentioned it. And I'm not wild about it, so we're going to have Fantone sell me on why Derrick Rose may be good for the Cavaliers. We'll do that next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Canton Police Officer Lamar Sharp, friend of the program. He'll be uh, stopping by the studio around 9 a.m. Canton Police are doing a uh, cookout. I believe it's this weekend, right? Correct. Uh, To benefit... What are they doing that to benefit? Benefit the community. Is there's that right? no, there's no, it's not a fundraiser. It's not anything like that. It's, it's just, just come eat. Yo, come hang out, meet some cops, meet some neighbors, meet some people in the community. Smart and, idea. You know, yeah, it's a, uh, what do I want to say? Community builder right there. Smart idea. So but, we'll talk to Lamar Sharp about that at 9 a.m. 
Is uh, is everything all right over there? I feel like you got Rory drama going on. Stan's a little right. hot and bothered. So the Open right. is one of the golf majors, and it's being played across the pond, obviously. I don't even... It's at Royal Birkdale, but you'll have to forgive me. I don't remember exactly where that is right no. now. And, uh, not America. That's all That's that right. Yeah. No, it's not USA there. Okay. And so it's going on right now. And yeah, and Rory's climbing up the leaderboard right now. Rory McElroy. And everybody just went, who? <laughs> Dude, whatever you do. It's Friday for us too, Stan. Spray, don't bore us with golf, you idiot. But yeah, I, uh, I'm, I, I was watching a little live video during the commercial break, and he did. He just stuck it really close from like 180, and he's not within the top 10. There you go, dude. You're going to be Rory. a Going to be a little, dude. I am so tired too. That's part of it. What's up? I did not go to bed till like 1:30 in the morning last night. What happened? I could not sleep to save my life. Jeez, dude, that was like five hours ago, man. You got to be tired. No, yeah, I'm exhausted. Um, and I don't know. I couldn't sleep last night. I did a. I I, I was a. I was the celebrity scooper last <laughs> night at Nom Nom Popcorn. <laughs> And uh, and Lamar Sharp actually got me roped into that. That's the guy that got me roped into that. So like, yeah, we'll uh, I'm gonna harass him about that at nine o'clock when he stops by. But I uh, I was doing that to benefit Project Rebuild last right. night, and uh, I was there until uh, about eight o'clock, and then I went home, and I don't know, I was just laying in bed and I just could not fall asleep. Uh, it's our last day before vacation, but I'm not going anywhere or anything. Not so stressed, not nah, worried. No, nah, I mean I. I I realized yesterday afternoon that I need this vacation. Yeah. Because I went out of my way yesterday to argue with people on Facebook. <laughs> like before the Chester Bennington thing happened, I went out of my way. Like I was scrolling past on Facebook, like my timeline, and I ran across my buddy Sean's, uh, you know, page or whatever. And he was talking about the new season of American Horror Story that's going to be coming out. Okay. And apparently they're adding Lena Dunham to that show. And Lena Dunham, if you don't know, was a woman. She was on um, this show called Girls on HBO. And she's like an ultra feminist. Like, thinks nothing a man has ever done was right. Ever. Yeah, she's kind of insufferable. She and, really no, she really is. She's she insufferable. Is. And um, she also molested her sister and then explained it away as exploration. So that's pretty uh, interesting for a woman who's been wildly accusatory about my entire gender and the problems that we have thrust on the planet for her to be like, well, you know, I was just exploring my sister's vagina. I was just exploring it, you know. And so, like, he bitched about her being on American Horror Story. And then some girl... Of course, like read his post and was like, ew, you just made me recoil. And I had just had enough. And I was like, I'm just like, dude, like, I hate all of you people with this stuff. And so I just pointed out some truths because she was like, you know, what's what's normal for one child is it, it may be abnormal for another child. Which is, again, excusing away molestation because she's like the poster child for feminism, so nothing she can do can be wrong. So I, so I stepped in, and I was like, lady, this isn't about normal versus abnormal. This is about legal versus criminal and kind versus evil. That's what this is. And that no matter what you call it, it's wrong. And I don't care who did it, it's wrong. And so I kind of like laid out all my arguments. And I knew like when I saw her arguments, I was like, oh, I have her dead to rights. I knew I had it. Never met her. Haven't talked to my buddy Sean 20 years. 
Don't want to talk. Just someone's Facebook post. Don't okay. want to talk to Sean anytime <laughs> soon. Honestly, don't even really like the guy all that much. We're just happy to be friends on Facebook. But I was angry. I saw it. And I was like, this is how people get sucked into this stuff. And I was like, yeah, dude, this vacation's coming at the right time. Your boy needs one. I, I was like, you have an outlet to bitch about this stuff. Why are you getting into this with some girl from Lakewood of all places? Like, I don't care. But it's just when I saw the word, oh, my God, you made me recoil. Because he called her a pig. And I was like, lady, a human being can be a pig no matter what your gender is. It's not just a woman thing. And that's certainly If not, you rape kids, you're a pig. That's not the worst part of that story. You know what I'm saying? Of all the things we can be mad about within that post, it's like if that's what you're zeroing in on and that's what you're focused in on, like, yeah, I mean, you you've got bigger fish to fry there, woman. I would agree. So, I uh I well good, dude. I'm so, I'm glad we're going on vacation. I'm had, glad you've got a break coming up here. I had also pointed out to her that I'm not a fan of Amer- uh, of American Horror Story. I don't care what do they what they do to that terrible show. That show's one of those oh it's on fx so we like it if it was on abc we trash it and like i i always want that show to be as creepy as the commercials for it are and it never is and so like i don't care about the show at all so i was like i don't care put lena dunham on it but i am the survivor of child abuse and so that rabble rouser who has been accusatory of my entire gender gets no breaks from me none and so like i was like yeah it's time to go it's time to step away from the microphone it's time, it's time to take breathe. a week and breathe you don't know either breathe. one of these people and you're screaming at them about something you don't even care about which is honestly if you look up the definition of facebook that is the yeah def- that's what you're supposed to do that's the terms and conditions <laughs> that is the definition of it so yeah dude i kind of lost my mind yesterday well um dude i let's hopefully get through this show <laughs> relatively yeah. pain free and uh just oh, don't talk to me about lena dunham and we're gonna be you fine can go take a nap man i'm just gonna we walk- got couches we got couches now if you need to go lay down for a little bit dude Okay. We'll just take care of it. Wasn't going to do it today. All right, but Fanto right. walks me right to the doorstep. <laughs> yeah. So it's been 24 hours since I trashed the new office furniture on, right. online and on the show and on everything else. Right. I've counted one, one person thought that the new furniture looked good. One. Out of all the comments I saw out of all my social media accounts, at Stansberry Show is how you find me on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. That's how you find that. That's how you find the show's Facebook. One person commented, oh, I don't think it looks that bad. One. Everybody else was like, oh, my God, that's the worst porno set furniture I've ever seen. So I asked this question in a million stories in this room every week while doing the program. Where was the guy in the room saying, wait a minute, this is what we're going to do? This got multiple people had to sign off on this furniture. A couple of Cleveland three, people. Yeah. yeah, I counted at least three. I'm not going to bore you with who they are. But I counted at least three guys I know would have to at least see the piece of paper before this stuff could be bought. And nobody said, oh, my God, the first look of that. And it just yeah. looks like awful yeah. amateur porn furniture. Nobody came up with that. A million listeners did it. Every listener, the moment they saw it was like, ooh, cue the porn music. So they all spotted it right away. None of us did. Like, I, dude, I got to tell you, dude, they always talk about taking <laughs> responsibilities away from me. I think they need to start adding stuff to my plate. I think I could really help us. I, dude, I may be able to steer iHeartMedia out of some trouble. You I feel, might, I feel you like might. I could. And dude, when you're going to trust a 42-year-old fat straight dude to decorate the office, but I'm telling you, I could have done it better than whoever did this. It was awful. And yes, I'm going to let Fantone talk to you guys about Derrick Rose. That's going to happen next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, thanks. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9.
106.9. Hey guys, you never have to miss a moment of the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 ever again. Download our free iHeartRadio app. Yeah, the Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. I just heard uh, a little bit more Linkin Park there today. Most songs you hear today will be Linkin Park. We're going to play some other stuff, but most things, especially when we're getting ready to come back and do the sh- program for you, we will come out of a Linkin Park song. And and I started the show by saying this, that for a lot of you, for for people who are a little bit younger than me, they are your Metallica. They were kind of on that level. Now, it's been a while. And again, I, I got to keep it real. This is the show that will keep it real with you. It's been a little while since Linkin Park had like a certifiable hit record. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, we looked. It was about 10 years. Yeah. it's. I mean, 2007 was the last time they really had charters. 2012, they had a couple of songs that were, you know, an attempt at a single, but they hit their peak in the mid 2000s, and that's okay. That's okay. Like, that's, that's okay. That, that's fine. I mean, and really. They were still selling records to their fans, you know what I mean? So we, we, We've talked in the past about, you know, rock stars and how they're kind of, you know, not nearly as relevant as they once were. We've talked about Dave Grohl. We've talked about Corey Taylor. And I think we've been a little bit neglectful of Linkin Park and really the contributions they made to rock music. That is true. Post the year 2000. In those conversations that we've had, frankly, on this program, you're yeah. right. We have kind of forgot about them a little bit. And now you got to you got to grant them that 10 years without a hit. But Corey Taylor has like three hits in his entire career. So do Linkin Park. It belongs yeah, in that conversation. Honestly, Corey Taylor gets credit for things that he shouldn't get credit for sometimes. Really? Yeah. Really? I think he does. I, I do. But that, again, that's all opinion based. I could, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I really do like the comparison you made to a lot of people. It is their Metallica. It really is. And I think like my age and a little bit younger than me. For, for people that, how old are you? 33. Pe- okay. I'm 33. So I feel like I'm the oldest millennial. Yeah, you know what I right. mean? Like, that's kind of 34 where 34 is about normally the cutoff. So, yeah, you're about right. Um, So, with that being said, it, it wasn't my introduction into heavy music because I had always loved rock music. But I feel like for a lot of my friends who weren't necessarily so into music, it was like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is, you know, the guitars are cool. Like, screaming is cool. Yeah. And, like, that kind of introduced Angst. them right into into that, that realm. Now, granted, they all didn't, you know. It is the perfect music for late teens, early 20s. Right. It, that angst. I don't know where to take this anger. And it was cool. It was dangerous. Like and different. Yeah. And it, it dude, it had like turntables. So it wasn't like it wasn't like Black a, Sabbath. It, right. It wasn't a Metallica record. It was something that was different. It wasn't something. a ripoff of everything you heard come before it. You that, could you could buy into it. And you gotta give Linkin Park a little credit there, is that they were a little visionary there. You may not love it, but they they were different. And uh, you know, they took swings and again they reinvented themselves a couple of times over the last couple of records. Now, were they as commercially successful as the stuff that came before it? No, but for an artist, I bet that that was part of the, now they obviously want every record to go like 10 times platinum, but I think they were just exploring who they were as artists. Now we, the consumer don't like when people do that. Give us what we want. Give me hybrid theory 16 times. That's what we want. But that's unfair. Right. But then we're ready to smack Godsmack and be like, oh, no, it's all terrible. It sounds the exact same all the time. We're a fickle, you know, a beast. And dude, we, we talked about it at the beginning of the show of you know, this last record and everybody hated it online and all these things like, you know, there's thick skin that comes with these positions of like notoriety. I think people have to learn how to separate themselves from, you know, what Twitter says about you and what you think about yourself. But that's a hard thing to do for a lot of people. And if you live and die with this band, you live and die with this sound, you live and die with this audience and they haven't loved you in 10 years, that that would be a tough pill to swallow. Um, Chris is telling us that we're forgetting about corn. Now, I'm going to say this without looking in at any Google data. 
Linkin Park's a bigger band. Yeah, commercially. I mean, they're I think, a way bigger. It's not, I don't even think it. I, I bet commercially, I bet it's not even close. Corn influential, no question about it. I think more, more of the trailblazer of that sound, but. Here's what I'll say Go pull me tracks, album cuts from Corn's first record and Linkin Park's first record, and I bet Linkin Park still sounds fresh where Corn sounds time capsuled in that moment. I prefer Corn. Yes, I, I, of the two bands, Corn is definitely. I would I would listen to Corn over Linkin Park ten times out of ten. But I Linkin Park's. I think oh, it, he's I, also telling me Corn started the rap rock genre in the mainstream. No, they didn't. No, no, no they didn't. I, I got this is where this is where I'm going to get a little hipster on you, guys. We're skipping over the Deftones a little bit, and like wow. that's kind of that was kind of their thing. The whole turntable and the rock thing, and Chino would get a little rappy with some of that. And if we're going to be real honest, it was Public Enemy and Anthrax that exposed the world to this. There was actually a a soundtrack to a movie. I forget um, the name of it now. Damn it. But it was like Ice-T was all over that soundtrack. And like it, the whole soundtrack was rap rock. And it was 10 years before Korn became a band. Korn was not the band that started that. A- Aerosmith and Run DMC, you can definitely talk about there that you too. Go. But uh, I, I think... Korn I think, broke it out. I think he has a point there of like, yes, Korn might have been the first band to take them to TRL. Because that was a thing. Like Korn, yeah. Limp Bizkit, Linkin Park, all those bands went to TRL. Um, but... With that, Linkin Park took what Corn kind of did and like, all right, they got it here. And like I said earlier, amped it up by 10. They turned it up and, and, and made what was mainstream successful music out of that. And Corn had limited. We're kind of skipping over Limp Bizkit here right, right. now. Right. And I mean, all those all those bands kind of in there together. Linkin Park is the one that came out of it. I mean, when Limp Bizkit was big, they were bigger than Corn ever got and, pro- and bigger than they are now for sure. That's the comparison that I think makes more sense, right? Like, dude, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'll tell you how it felt as a guy who was there for that scene. It felt like, to me, Limp Biscuit was a movement where Corn was just a really cool band. Limp Biscuit felt big, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I was I was a corn guy over Limp Bizkit. I think corn is probably you know one of my definitely favorites of that better. era. I think they're better, but I think but Limp Bizkit felt like a bigger movement. Uh, Linkin Park has six number one albums, so that's pretty Judgment Night was the soundtrack. Paul, thank you very much for tweeting that in. I love that soundtrack. That was so good back in the day. Paul, thank you very much for that information. I, uh, I enjoy that. Dude, sell me on Derrick Rose. All right. So uh, everyone in the Cavaliers nation is kind of freaking out. Looking I'm kind of one of those guys freaking out. But it, it's so low investment, high reward. What is everyone freaking out about? Okay. He, what's the investment? He, uh, he A one-year contract at $2.1 million. Uh, that doesn't sound like a lot. Which And he's a free agent. And it's not like anybody else. It's not like people are fighting to walk through the door right now. So I don't understand why Cavaliers fans are. are why, what's the issue here? Well, he could get hurt. Certainly, dude. Certainly. But that's not enough for me to be like, no, Cavs need to get younger and, and, and more athletic off the bench. Okay. Yes, I don't disagree with that. If you're looking at Derrick Rose as the one silver bullet, well, this is the thing that's going to push us over. No, you're wrong. Well, hold but, on, but hold on. But I, but I think that's my problem with it, okay? I, you, you're going to be able to give me a million reasons why this is a decent move. But to the And I know this shouldn't matter, but it does. Perception does matter. The average NBA fan, and you're not an average NBA fan. No, you're more in on the NBA than most people, all right? especially the Cavaliers. I think the average Cavalier fan, let's say it like that, is going to hear the name Derrick Rose added to the roster, and for them, that is a name they know, which in their brain then will say, we should beat the Warriors. Former MVP. And he's right. And he's damn good. When he's good, he's good. But he's not going to be enough to beat the Warriors. And I and I just think it's gonna be it's gonna lay it's gonna end up flying. 
in public perception, it's going to fly in, in, in their face, I think. I, w- are you making moves for public perception or to win? You know what I'm saying? Are you making moves to make your team better? Or are you making moves to, 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 to placate the fans? Because is it my point, point though, that, that, that this move isn't going to lead to wins? Like the win we is care it, about. Well, I mean, but then what are you going to do? Just stop trying? Like, well, you yeah. got You got no, There is an it, argument. It, there. it increases the odds. It moves you into a better position to to have an, to have a, a backup point guard, and that's what he would be. He would be the sixth, seventh, eighth man off the bench to have a backup point guard that can go out there and at his best shred second defenses, dude. Second team defenses that come out and have to face Derrick Rose, dude. He will. I mean, the guys. He's so fa- this is a bench player we're looking at. One hundred percent. I don't. I mean, it's not like he would. Move into the rotation, even as the Cavs stand today. And I think the Cavs. I mean, it was just last season when they added him to the Knicks, and he was calling them a super team because he was starting with Carmelo. Exactly. So, like, that's that's the whole thing is you have to keep in mind like what his role would be here. It's Does not, he see himself a as a? I don't, I, dude. If you're if you're taking the league minimum two point one million dollars for a one year contract, you ha- kind of have to see yourself as that because that you, is what you are. You know that you're going there to go be a, on a title contender. You're going there to try to like push them over. Hmm. And dude, okay. I, I mean, better than you know, uh, Darren Williams coming off and scoring nothing. I mean, at least you have another option there. So yeah, like, that was a big swing and a miss. I I really wanted the Darren Williams thing to go to work out better. And there was times he worked out through yeah, the season. Throughout the and, season, and, sure. If if you're looking at Derrick Rose as the one and only silver bullet, oh, it's over, this is fine, then no, you're going to be severely disappointed. But if you're looking at it like, hey, they're improving the bench, they're still going to have to get you know guys to play regular season minutes. You can't put them out there. I think he played 65 games last year, 30 minutes per game. He's not going to play those minutes here. Like, he's just, it would make no sense. Less of a chance you get hurt if you come here, because we're not going to lean on Derrick Rose to, be, we don't really need you to be Derrick Rose. I guess right. we, we don't need you to be MVP level Derrick Rose. No, go out there and score 15 points, play efficient basketball, you know, like I said, take it hard when second team defenses are on the floor and give LeBron some rest there so he doesn't have to go constantly at those at those second teams. That's interesting. I um do I have my I may have my NBA players mixed up. Isn't this the guy that went missing for like ten games last no, year? Yeah, he I he went missing in the last season. Um, there was those rape allegations that I'm not really like you know thrilled about, but it's still like if I'm looking at it from a basketball perspective, low low risk, high reward. I remember him famously saying when when LeBron was thinking about leaving one of the other places uh, before, you know, they were saying, you know, Derek, you should probably get on the phone and try to recruit LeBron to Chicago. And he said, well, it's not my job to recruit LeBron James. And so maybe he's grown from that. Um, but that kind of mentality, the rape stuff, not being, you know, being missing for a while, all that stuff to me sounds like a guy who's really going to annoy LeBron James. And so if that's going to be the case, 15 points or not, if you're just going to upset the, you know, the apple cart, then I, I, I'm not sure I want you. But yes, you're right. The financial end of that, I didn't know that. I didn't realize we were going to be able to get a former MVP for like NBA money that's literally nothing. You're right. For, for a bench player, that's probably a decent deal. One of our listeners took a serious issue with something I said about Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. I feel like it's a totally innocuous statement, and it's probably ultimately true at the end of the day. But, of course, social media overreacts because, well, that's what it was built for. So we'll break that down for you next on Rock 106. Perry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out some Incubus tickets that will happen at 8.30 this morning. That show's on the 25th, right around the corner. That's out at Blossom. We'll get you hooked up at 8.30. Fingers crossed they do a uh, you know a little tribute song there. I would you assume, would think, right? Yeah, every artist for like the next yeah. three months will do a, a Lincoln Park song from the stage. I would think. Um, 
It's pretty easy to cash in on that. I hate to say it that way, but that's what those bands are doing. They're cashing in on your fandom of another band and going, oh, look, they care about this. That's exactly what they're doing when they do that. They're good people, too. They must have seen my Facebook post about it. Right. Um, That's exactly what they're doing. Those two bands pretty close throughout the years. I think I can remember seeing them on a tour together. Some bands will be more legit about it than others. Yes, absolutely. Uh, if you have not heard, Chester Bennington took his own life. Um, we uh, Hanging, which again, I, I don't want to parse this, but it's like, it just seems, for a guy that had a ton of money, what a weird way to, what a, what a painful way, that's what I'm trying to say, what a painful way to do that versus some of the other methods we know are out there. I don't want to give people who might be struggling with this thing ideas, but like there are less painful ways yeah, I mean, uh, but may, but you pointed out maybe that's what he wanted. You you, you look at you know, and, uh, you know whether whether it's shooting yourself or slitting your wrist or any of those terrible things decisions you would make for killing yourself. None of them are good, um, but hanging yourself is just a brutal, brutal thing right there. So it was a few weeks ago that Chester Bennington was on social media, kind of complaining about the fan reaction over the new record. And we were honestly, now I didn't go online and bitch about it, but we played one of the new songs for New Tour Tuesday. We did. We kind of like ripped it apart. And for the interest of full disclosure, I have been throughout my radio career very critical on the ability of Chester Bennington to sing live. I did not find him to be a great live singer. He was a great studio musician. But if that's all you ever get to be, that's still pretty good. Right. Vince Neil is a terrible live singer. Gene Simmons was a bad live singer. And he really didn't help himself in any ways there just because what he did was he pushed his vocals a lot. Right. And put himself into, like, tough He's a great soundboard singer. Right. He's great at that. And like you said, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. This is a new song right here, by the way. Yeah, this was Heavy, right, was the name of this? Correct. Um, and it was, dude. I mean, I think tw- Twitter's a tough place, but over this song in particular... Well, they turned into the script, and a lot of their fans didn't like it. They've got this chick singing. Yeah, that probably didn't help their, their cause either. So he was, like, pleading with people, stop bashing this record, right? So when I found out about Chester Bennington yesterday, at Facebook.com slash Show, I simply said this. Whoa. I can't help but think that the negative fan reviews of the record played into this. It's just crazy. Comment your favorite LP songs and we will run an audio tribute tomorrow morning. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with what I said. But Joe took to Facebook and said, don't be dumbasses. He didn't hang himself over poor reviews. It's a completely insensitive opinion. Show me where I was insensitive. Insensitive is saying, well, after that last record, I would have killed myself too. <laughs> yeah. That's insensitive. Yeah. Now, I don't care if people say it. Doesn't affect me one way or the other, but that is insensitive. But you chose not to say that yesterday. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yes, I 100%. You can make whatever Linkin Park jokes you want today, dude. I don't care. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's on you. Right. That's between you and like whoever runs the universe. Right. Got nothing to do with me. So so, so you I, you were sensitive. You did think about like, okay, I'm not going to say that. Come on, Joe. This is what I'm always talking about with social media. This guy, obviously a huge Linkin Park fan. And nothing I said was going to be right. Nothing. Nothing but the suicide prevention hotline number and how much I love Chester Bennington and I wish I went down on him would have been enough for Joe. These are harsh truths. And you people, and now I know I'm not talking to all of you, 
But the portion of people who are a little too sensitive on social media, you guys have got to get over yourselves. If you ruin discourse in this country, we have nothing else. I, I don't even know if this harsh truth that you dropped yesterday. I, I mean, feel like it was a pretty obvious point. Right. It's not out of bounds to think that, you know, this is what Chester Bennington defined himself as. This is who he was. This was obviously, like, the the work of his life was Linkin Park. And it, to think that somebody coming after... He took that art seriously. Right. And to think that somebody coming after it... Now, you're right. We said it earlier in the morning that it's not like he just said, oh, dude, people are being mean online. I'm going to go hang myself. But if you already have this pre-existing mental condition, if you already have depression that you're dealing with, if you think that something like that, like 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 your art being brutalized in a very public fashion, it, it wouldn't be enough to give you a push towards that direction? Come on, man. Fantone and I get very small versions of this. Okay? Obviously, we're not on the level of a Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park, no. but we're a little recognizable. And when you are... People don't look at you as a... I've told this story before, but I, I, I need to tell it again so people understand what I mean by this. When you do a job like this, or you're a frontman of a band, or you play in a band, or you're an actor, people no longer look at you as a human being. You're an entity that they get entertainment from. That's it. And I've told this story before. I'll tell it again so I can drive home what I mean. I was dating this girl. Her name is Natalie, and I was crazy about her. We were hanging out at a bar in Akron one night, and a guy said to me, he's like, you're Stansberry, right? I said, yeah. And she was standing next to me. He goes, that your girlfriend? I said, yeah. He's like, wow. thought she'd be hotter because of what I do for a living. And she was blown away by that. Like, who in the hell thinks it's okay to say that? And I was like, sweetheart, they don't look at me like a person. I'm not a human being to them. I'm just an entity. I'm just a thing that makes them laugh on their way to work or on their way home from work at that point. I was doing afternoons. But that's how it works. Like, people think that they should be able to say all this stuff to you. And you don't understand. Dude, like I said earlier to start the program, no great piece of art ever came from how functional something was. Man, look at that functional human being over there. I bet great art's going to pour from that. No. From your wound drips the gold, bro. From your wound. That's where it comes from. You guys listen to this show. Why is it Why is it not all of it? But, dude, a huge portion of why it's good is because I'm screwed up. It's because everything that happened to me a kid, it makes me look at the world differently. It's, I'm screwed up. That's why you come to it. It's because it's a train wreck live for four hours every day. It's why you do it. I've said my entire career, dude, I'm not talented. I'm just insane and willing to tell everybody all about it. That's it. And if you don't think that's part of what in, went into Ch- Chester Bennington's creating his art, you're crazy. Um, somebody asked us earlier why suicide and rock stars seem to go hand in hand. Yeah, recently. that is a weird question. It's suicide and all creative people. And I, I don't necessarily think it's exclusive to rock stars. Yeah, Maybe we, it's because we're focused on rock as fans, as people like, okay, that's my genre. It's therefore. your genre that you focus on. Right. Yeah, that's but probably true. It's not, it's not, I mean, it's artists, it's writers, it's, it's musicians. It's all those people who work. Well, like in when that, Chris Farley OD'd, that's suicide. Right. Marilyn Monroe, same way where it's like, and I think it's at least somewhat true with Linkin Park or Chester Bennington. I'm sorry. Is that, you know, not only did your last efforts of music just get, you know, tore up on social media and in a very public way, 
um, you haven't had success in 10 years. And I'm not trying to say, like, oh, Linkin Park, boy, they, they suck now. But, like, you haven't had success. You were on top of the world in 2006, dude. You were the biggest thing from on, 02 the, to 06, on yeah. the face of the planet, dude. You, you, were, you, were, you were a rock god. And 10 years later, it's like, dude, I just can't make a song that's going to hit. I just can't do it. And if you think that doesn't affect somebody that already has dealing with depression. Oh, my God. Is my career over? Is my life over? Is who I am over? I'm only 41 years old. Is is my life over? Right. Am I just going to be playing one step closer at the the ribs burn off soon? Like, that's that's a sobering thing, dude, to go from the top of the world to that. Because, again, you're not Chester Bennington anymore. You're Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. Your identity. I remember when I lost my first radio job, and I didn't really lose it. I walked out. Um, but they fired the host, and I decided to stand by him, and I walked out. And I remember that year period in between where we were like, before we were going to go to NCX, I remember sitting there thinking, God, I'm not Dan from Twinsburg anymore. Like, I am legitimately, at that point, I was Stansberry from WMMS, and my entire identity was wrapped up in that. And I was like, who the hell am I? Like, I don't know what I do now. Like, what do I do? And it was hit the corner and beg for money. Well, and, <laughs> so, I mean, but now put that... And the success of Lincoln Park. Sure, take, take magnify it and by a million, by two hundred fold. Right, right. And, and 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 you can understand. And also, I think worth noting, you know, and obviously, I think there's plenty of musicians who write songs because they sound good, because they know this is what's going to play. But dude, I mean, his lyrics and his his he was a pretty dark artist. If you listen to what he was saying and kind of that's like, why you connect with it. Is because you're like, oh, God, somebody else is going through that, too. I can relate to that. My stepdad was awful to me, too. That's why the records break. It's because This is what I always talk about with radio shows, too. Why Why a lot of people, like old, little old ladies will come up to me in the grocery store all the time and be like, oh, my God, you are so my guilty pleasure. And I always say to them, yeah, I'm your friend's guilty pleasure, too. It's because you're in the car. And you can laugh at stuff that your neighbor won't judge you for. Because you're alone. That's why we captivate a lot of you. It's because you're alone. You'd be afraid to admit out openly, like, yeah, yeah, I did find that funny. But when I have you alone, I can get you. And that's how it happens. And this is why records break, is because you're listening to them and you're like, oh my God, I've been through that. But to, and I saw this yesterday too. You want to talk about insensitive? I saw this. Oh, boo hoo. You're rich and loaded. So much for your troubles, you coward. Dude, if you think money and fame fixes anything, you're crazy. Yeah. I've had, I've, now fame's the wrong word, but I've been recognizable for a decade plus. It has fixed nothing in me. No, I. Nothing. It's, if anything, it's made it worse. I was going to say, in some ways, it just opens up a different, uh, you know, a different set of problems that you're going to have. Um, and if you really think that success or fame or money is what's going to solve depression, I think you fundamentally misunderstand depression. Having suffered with it a little bit, and I don't think at the level Chester Bennington has, but have I had suicidal thoughts, especially when my career has taken a downturn? Absolutely. Did I have to be talked off the ledge? Absolutely. But, like I always say, man, from the paint, like, there. This is going to sound crazy to you, but I'm willing to bet in the back of Chester Bennington's mind, he was not a success. And it's part of what made him great. Because he always wanted to do the thing that was going to make him a big hit. And in your opinion, he was. But in his, he wasn't. I'm speaking from experience. I will never view myself as a success. Ever. Ever. It's part of what drives me to be better. But it's also that thing in my brain that tells me you're never going to be good enough. You'll never be good enough. What if they hate it? Like I said, when I drive into work, what if they hate it? 
That's what's going through every artist's mind. What if they hate it? I saw corn as we brought them up. I guess one of the dudes in corn called him a coward. You got to be careful with that. I understand that that was like the big thing we would say about suicide in a while for a while in this country, but you got to be careful about that because somebody reading that or listening to it, hearing it, is thinking about committing suicide, and what they're going to take away from that is, well, if I'm a coward anyway, then I might as well just do this. You got to be real careful about that. Um, I'm glad you brought up corn because we were talking about them earlier, and some guy was like, "Oh, corn's bigger than Lincoln Park." I looked it up during the break. Corn, 35 million albums sold. Lincoln Park, 70 million. Jesus, albums yeah, sold. you're talking about a double there. It's yeah, not even it's, close. It's, a lot. it's not even close. Lincoln Park was the bigger band. Is the bigger band. Now, we're obviously going to talk about this multiple times, and I don't have a lot of time here, but I just want a yes/no answer. Do they entertain the idea of replacing Chester Bennington in Lincoln Park? Again, been a while since you had a hit. Is it worth no. trying to revive it? I don't know who's filling that. Okay. Who's filling that role? Who's got that voice? Brandon Boyd from Incubus, maybe. I don't know if he's got the scream. Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say. I'm not sure he has the scream. I'm sure he could be it. one of those bands like Motionless and White or somebody probably has somebody yeah. that has the scream down, but I, they're not gonna punch through enough. Right, and they're not. It's not worth it if it's not a name from that era. If it's right. not a, if that's it's not true. a super group, then it's not gonna be worth What's it. What's the point have, of it? Hey, this dude sounds just like Chester Benning- Bennington. We're going to shift gears It's another It's National This Day And I'm all behind this one too I'll (laughs) I'll fill you in next on Rock 106.9 Rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show Rock 106.9 Just heard a little Lincoln Park there We're going to do an audio tribute to Chester Bennington and Lincoln Park Pretty much all day You know we were talking about during the break It's just that's what that band did was make big records. Like that's just what they did. They just made big song after big song after big song. Now it had been a while, but during that stretch, man, I can't think of a band that put out bigger songs than they did. Yeah, I mean they had a decade of ruling rock radio, but even bigger in the sense of they had crossover hits. Like oh god, yeah, that's you know not an easy thing to do with rock music. When a country artist Taylor Swift's it and goes from hey I'm singing a country song into it's a pop song Florida Georgia Line yeah sure whatever, but to train translate a rock song and to make that mass appeal enough to make it over into a top 40 radio station it, it's i mean that's another level of success corn never did that i've seen lincoln park god i can't even tell you how many times it's been a lot it's it's like six seven times i've seen that band live yeah i've seen them a lot too and i'll always remember the summer sanitarium tour at the shoe in columbus where it was like deftones Lincoln Park, Limp Biscuit, Metallica, and there was one other. Um, and Lincoln Park came out, and that was like right as they were hitting that moment when it's like, okay, you're big enough for this venue. It was like right there at that moment. Metallica obviously headlined Limp Biscuit right before them, and Lincoln Park right before them. So it kind of gives you like where they were in that moment. And it was like right before they totally like became like the thing. And I'm just, I just remember that audience like singing through every song, and it was like, man, this is a huge audience. Look at it, you know what I mean? Like you could tell they were something else. Um, I have been critical throughout my career of Chester's ability to sing from a live stage. Um, you know, I'm not going to jump up and down on them today, obviously, but you know, I, I know people who listen to me a lot are going to know that that's happened, and I, I don't want you know anybody to feel like I'm backpedaling from that now or looking to score cheap points over, you know. Um, some some fake sadness over this because you're going to hear a lot of that today on the TV and the radio. You're just going to watch people be really fake about it, and um, I try not to do that. 
it can it can be true that like hey rock music lost someone today rock music lost an important figure today and he wasn't the greatest live singer of all time both those things can be true yeah that's okay i, 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 you yeah. Know what I mean like, and it is my opinion right it's not necessarily a historical fact that he's not a great live singer i just felt that way i, I mean you know what i mean but you know that's an opinion thing anyway um we will get we will obviously talk about Linkin park quite a bit this morning we already have and we will continue to do so but i did want to talk about this because twitter is telling me and it's actually trending now that it's national junk food day Okay, and which is every day in America, <laughs> right? What? That's a, that's an excellent point. But I had said earlier this week when it was National Hot Dog Day that I was going to turn it into National Hot Dog Week, and I sure did. I went, I okay. actually, I yeah, dude, I tried uh, more hot dogs again yesterday. I went to Woody's yesterday. How was that for? We got some conies. It was good. Yeah, it was good. But here's the thing: at those drive-in places like that, where yeah. you like turn your lights on and stuff, a lot of what they do is hire young kids to like you know do the the right. car up. And this girl yesterday. Careful. Right. Careful. Careful. I mean, dude, careful. like her shorts were painted Stop on it. and not even covering her. And it made me uncomfortable. Like it wasn't hot. It was like, I don't know. It's like, I just had my hands on the steering wheel. I didn't even look at her when I handed <laughs> like, her the like money. She's a cop. Like just hand her 12 <laughs> She just, she's like, she's handed me the food through the window and I didn't even look at her. I just gave her the $20 bill. I was like, keep it. It was like seven bucks. I was like, keep it. I just <laughs> couldn't even. First of all, we all know it wasn't seven bucks, right? It's more like 16 75 i think it was i was like here you go right and i just and i wouldn't even look at her because i was like i was aware that she was attractive but i was also aware that i shouldn't know that and i was like i i don't i don't know nah, nah, I, I didn't know what to do i like froze in the moment that's why i didn't eat there i was like put it in the back <laughs> i was like i gotta get out of here man so like i went home but uh but dude woody's gets a thumbs up too i had the conies there yesterday it was excellent so i wanted to talk about national junk food day well because it's my last day before vacation and what the hell else am i gonna do but i like is savory food allowed to be junk food? Right? Because junk food's kind of one of those terms that kind of like has kind of like got misconstrued. Um, but is a coney dog like junk food? Junk food, hmm, I mean, junk food, I think more like snacking. I, not necessarily sweetness because I think chips and stuff like that are, are junk food. Um, oh, yeah, but definitely. I don't necessarily look at meal foods as junk foods. Soda even though, junk food? Yeah. Oh, pop. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, but like. You know, if you're going to sit there and smash a whole pizza to yourself, it's like, well, it's it's not good for you, but it's not necessarily junk food. So pizza is not junk food for you. No, because I feel like it's a meal. I feel like junk food is what you spoil your appetite with. You know, when your mom would be like, oh, you're going to ruin your appetite sitting there eating cookies. You're going to ruin your appetite. You're not going to want any dinner eating chips. It's like, do you guys not pre dinner with a slice of pizza? (laughs) No, but I'm I'm looking. I'm looking at that. That's kind of what I view junk food as. Are you sweets only? Is that what you have in your mind? No, I kind of view anything that's not. I, I was kind of throwing like, well, nothing's healthy, though. Like, no matter what they tell you, I don't care what any new diet trend is. If it tastes good, if you don't want to throw up when you put it in your mouth, it's probably not good for you. And, uh, but I kind of view certain kinds of meal food. Yeah, like pizza would be junk food for me. Fried chicken, yeah, that's, I mean, it's not good. I mean, like, you know, uh, cheeseburgers through a window, it's not. But uh, let's keep it snacks, because I'm willing to bet most people feel the way you do. I think most people would probably list just snack food as junk food, and that's probably the better way to do it. What is the best junk food? Um, I'm big in the, in the world of chips. I really am. I feel like that's definitely, like, if I'm going to mindlessly sit there and, like, shove stuff into my mouth while I'm, like, watching something, yeah. that's where I would go. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer chips there. I want to be careful about 
putting this next to the term junk food because I'm not sure how the uh, the owners and and proprietors of this business will feel about that. Right. But last night I was the celebrity scooper at Nom Nom Popcorn, which again, popcorn is probably not great for you. And they have like 90 flavors, and that to me is good. Let's I'm going to call it snack food again. Um, she's such a nice lady. I don't I don't I don't want to put a negative term on her business. But like that to me is like good snack food like that. And like, I'm not a standard popcorn person. So like until you, like like regular movie butter popcorn, I don't want anything to do with that. But once you start flavoring it with different things, I could be into that. Stansberry last night, celebrity scooper at Nom Nom Popcorn. Yeah, um, indeed. I went up there and visited him. Yeah, you did. And I dude, I just want to tell you, dude. You I had were, it down. You did, man. You were I like, had it down. Like By the time was, you got there, I knew what all the color systems were. He was wheeling and dealing this popcorn. He was like upselling to me on stuff. He had the two scoops out. He was like twirling them around his fingers like they were six shooters dude it is two and then, scoops and then so 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 we're standing there and talking to stansbury or whatever and i guess you know not only do they do pup or cop or pup popcorn there they do cupcakes as well yeah i didn't eat one of those and so they were having a cupcake class in the back and out comes the cupcake class at like seven o'clock i think it was how and there hot was, was like, that brunette by the way well, there was like seven eight-year-old girls yeah. that come out and with that's that, not the hot one and it with, was the mom that was the hot one that there was like four hot moms that came yeah. out and my girlfriend nudged me and she's like oh stansbury's gonna love it and stansbury <laughs> automatically goes into bartender mode dude and he starts joking around with this brunette mom and she's i just so looked, hot that I just lady. looked at my girlfriend and i saw her in target eyes. once like, it was just like oh this son of a bitch when she here. came in last night i was like oh i saw you at target once of yeah of course you saw her target and cupcake classes dude what else is that woman doing with her day drinking franzia like well i want to see her at my house That's, she's uh, uh but I, I believe she's still married so yeah i was gonna say i Noticed the ring too. Yeah, Stansberry just did not care. Didn't last care. Night. It was a target rich environment. <laughs> didn't Nom care. Nom popcorn. Stansberry filling out an application. Actually, he's like, you know what? Maybe I should work. Fantone walks in there. I was like, all right, dude. The best deal is get three snack sizes for ten bucks. <laughs> You're allowed to move around the board. You can do sweet. You can do savory. You're allowed to mix and match. I had the whole thing down. You're right. I did have the six shooters of the scoops. He pulled out the buckets and he was shaking them. And I'm like, did I make you shake them? And he's like, no. I just don't want it to be settled at the bottom. <laughs> It's my first and only night working there. I, uh, but I, dude, let me tell you, filling those bags is harder than you think. <laughs> no, seriously, stop laughing at me, Canton. It is. It's harder than you think to put popcorn in a bag. You know what? I'm gonna make you go do it. Like, so here's the thing. Like, you gotta get it in there, and then like, because people are particular. Like, mm-hmm. they'll tell you that's not all the way full. I had somebody tell me that yesterday. Jeez. Yeah, no, they'll get after you about it. And so like, you gotta like shake it. You know, and then, you know, you fill out all the crease. It was tougher than it looks. Shut up. You got to wear gloves. It's hard. I, Dude, I got to tell you, three hours of that last night, I was like, yeah, I got to tell you, dude, $15 an hour minimum wage. <laughs> Might not be the worst thing in the world there. I can't. Well, yes, I can believe it because a buddy of mine was guilty of doing this, but somebody, uh, I would imagine somebody got a DUI yesterday. And uh, the circumstances of this are going to blow you away. We'll give you those next on Rock 106. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. We'll get you hooked up with the Incubus tickets at 8.30. And then coming up at 9 o'clock, joining us on the program, friend of the show, Officer Lamar Sharp from the Canton Police Department. Canton uh, PD going to do a uh, community cookout this weekend. So we'll talk to Lamar Sharp about that. When and where you shall be. And I'm also going to want to talk to him about this. Happening yesterday in our fair city. Apparently, somebody had been going the wrong way on 77, on the freeway, near Fulton. And so a highway patrolman caught up to the vehicle, 
in what they're describing as heavy traffic. And I, I would imagine this was like in the middle of the afternoon, right? It was like four o'clock in the afternoon, something like, somewhere right around there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be really busy. And I mean, it, yeah, it's a it's a it's a major freeway. It's the biggest freeway that runs through our town. So yeah, at any point, there's going to be some people out there. So then the highway patrol then intentionally used their car to stop his car as he was going the wrong way on 77 and the driver himself suffered minor injuries was taken to an area hospital now they say here alcohol could be a factor now obviously i think most of us assume that it will be they just by the time as when this was being written they didn't have a chance to test the blood yet well and if it's not alcohol then what is it you know what i'm saying right welcome to inebriated driving nobody's just making the decision of like yeah wrong way on the freeway is the way i'm gonna go i am I got to tell you, I got on 77 not much longer after this happened, and I didn't even see any, like, leftover remnants of this. Um, You know what I mean? Like, where it's like it takes forever to get somebody moved over. Like, I didn't even see, I didn't notice anything. So they obviously got this taken care of pretty quickly here. Um, It looks like by the photo that it was a red Corvette that had been going the wrong way on 77. Um, Credit. God. In the middle of the afternoon. You don't notice other cars coming right at you? Ah, but when you're that, when you're blacked out, you know what I mean? And like, yes, we can all say, dude, somebody's blackout drunk at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Of course. Why they not? Are. I mean, what's, what, what's stopping you from, from doing that? Um, I, I, dude, that's, that's, that's drunk driving, man. I mean, you know, I, there's a plenty of stories in drunk driving where it's like, ah, dude, I had one too many and I got behind the wheel and budget driving is drunk driving. For and, sure it you is. Know, you yes. should, but there's also the, on the opposite side of that, there's blacked out. Dude, I had a triple DUI and I'm driving the wrong way down 77. I want to be careful here because I don't want to, I don't want to expose who it was. But years ago, I was uh, I was asleep in my bed, my girlfriend's bed actually, and I got a phone call from my buddy, and he was like, "Dude, you got to wake up. We got to take care of this right now." And I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "Dude, it's like five o'clock in the morning. What the hell do you want?" And another friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, had been leaving a bar, and it was in the middle of the night, and had gotten pulled over, and was doing the wrong way on the freeway. No shoes, no socks on. Jeez. Waylon Jennings cranked up on the radio, and he had known some cops. And he didn't have an FOP card. He actually had like a, like certain cops can give you like a badge, like a legitimate metal badge, like yeah. a badge of a you know what I mean. And he tried to hand the officer that. And the cop said to him, don't embarrass your cop buddy by trying to give me that for going the wrong way on the freeway. Yeah. (laughs) Right. That's not going to get you out of that. Like, come on. Like, there's limits to this stuff. And I remember saying to my friend the next day, this is before. And again, some of you listen to the show know that I've I've. I've received a DUI, and I talk openly about it all the time and about how you should run the opposite way of drinking and driving. As a matter of fact, when I go to Lady Annabellum later, I'll be taking an Uber. You can bet your ass on that. And uh, so maybe you should Uber later, maybe, buddy. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll head up towards the Blossom there. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'll be sure to tip you out pretty good there, Fanto. Fanto drives Uber part-time because, well, for, you know, radio so lucrative. <laughs> That's a good job. But I remember saying to him when we got him out and, like, we went, you know, we went to, you know, breakfast or whatever. And I said to him, I was like, bro, walk me through this. Like, how did this happen? Like, I get, dude, you, you know, you close the bar, now you drive home down the street, you get pulled over, you get a DUI. Right. It's not acceptable, but I get how it happens. Like, how did you get so drunk that you didn't notice you were on the opposite side of the, fr- like, that I don't get. Headlights coming towards you. Right. And, uh, you know, and he said, he's like, look, man, he's like, just, you know, 10 too many. 
I turned on the radio. I got sucked into some Waylon Jennings. Next thing I know, I'm like singing songs. And I, he's like, I got on, you know, the the exit ramp there. He's like, and I just went. I was like, you didn't notice like that? Even that is like difficult. It'd be difficult to make that loop. But we're talking about blackout, dude. And think about yourself at your drunkest. And I mean, you know, obviously you've been there just like everyone else. Oh, I yeah. mean, you just don't. Common sense doesn't come into play. Like like going the wrong way on a, on, a, on an on ramp. You don't even think about that. That's not even. No, I mean, if you're driving without your shoes and socks on we're way past that point <laughs> right like what did he do there just take his socks and shoes off too hot like what? i but i remember i like the judge like threw the book at him yeah i mean you're I, going yeah. the wrong way on the freeway and he should have had that. and he'll even admit he's like yeah they should have thrown the book at me i obviously needed to learn a lesson i just man 4 30 in the afternoon i think this was don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure that's what it was and you don't notice, I, but you're right, man. Blacked out drunk. And, you know, I, I, the point to be made is like, dude, this cop, man, this just goes to show you on a regular day to day basis. That was his job. He had to crash into somebody else on purpose. Right. Like what they have to deal with and the, the unknown that that's going to happen in their 24 hours, man. Oof. It's, it's something. And the fact that this guy, the, the, the driver, the, the, the DUI guy didn't, didn't die or didn't anything. get hurt because no that serious cop, injuries. Because that cop knew what he was doing because that cop was trained in what he was supposed to do there and was able to. To do it so hats off to cpd man yeah uh, yeah thumbs up to you guys there on high, you know highway patrol part of that as well yeah so um it looks like we got a driver who shouldn't be on the road off the road there and i don't know dude i mean you're driving a corvette your life's so bad you gotta get hammered drunk in the middle of the afternoon but I, it just goes to show you man you never know what people are going through you never know who people are people look like they have it together and they don't always that is a scary situation going the wrong way on the freeway that could have ended much much worse. Shout out to the Highway Patrol on that. OJ Simpson's parole hearing was yesterday. I said on the show yesterday, 2017 kind of feels like the year OJ might get out, and we'll get you all uh, hooked up with some information, let you hear from OJ himself. That's going to happen next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for the Wakeham Auto Family. It was about three, four months ago I bought my new car from Wakeham and I absolutely love my purchase and it's because they found me exactly what I was looking for. And right now, Wakeham Mitsubishi is offering you amazing deals. They have the Outlander and the Outlander Sport and both those SUVs have optional all-wheel control and that means they're great when you have to travel in the ice and snow. I don't even want to think about that yet. We're still in the warm weather or summer, thank God. But when you need it, the Mitsubishi Outlander and Outlander Sport. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Pass out those Incubus tickets around 8.30, 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Canton Police Officer Lamar Sharp. It'll be good to see him. CPD doing a uh, community cookout this weekend. We'll give you all those details coming up at 9 o'clock. My mom already texted me saying, oh, I'm so excited Lamar Sharp's coming. I said, Mom, I know you are. Calm down, woman. Dad's considerably less excited about it. Yeah, your dad's online right now looking up the <laughs> definition of cuck. Stop it. It's terrible. My mother's listening. That's, that's terrible. Yeah, that's not that's not nice. That's your mom. That's terrible. Uh, I'm going to hell for that one. You know who else might go to hell? Who's that? OJ Simpson. Really? I feel like OJ might go to hell. Really? I, I, yeah, I feel like that's the parole board he won't get by. I, okay. <laughs> All right. I feel, I feel like that one. So OJ's parole hearing was yesterday, and 
I said before the hearing started, yesterday in the program, I felt like 2017 is the year he gets out. It just felt like, yeah, this is this is the year where we let OJ out. Yeah, and I guess obviously you weren't wrong, dude. I mean, that was a uh, that was a Stansberry Nostradamus moment. There, there it was. There it was indeed. And so while watching the hearing yesterday, um, I don't know if you guys watched it or not, but his lawyer was so bad. I mean, like unprepared, bad. Didn't know where the folder was. Nothing. Like OJ just kept like creeping over, like looking over at that folder where the, where the guy couldn't find the piece of paper. And I was like, dude, he's looking at that thing. Open. Johnny pops out of it. Was like that. I mean, it was. It oh, was bro, like, it was bad. It was like comically. Like I almost asked the question. I didn't want people to think I was like stupid, but I like I almost took to Twitter and was like, le- le- I'm legit asking, is that a public defender? That he's using right now, because dude, his lawyer was abysmal. I mean, it was bad. I um, I'm a little surprised there. I I, I definitely figured OJ would have you know accurate or you know enough you know legal representation there of of, of That's to have somebody. Um, but for I saw you tweet about it. I didn't watch it, but to not like know where paperwork is, like that feels very JV to me. Yeah, they they you know how this stuff works. They hand stuff to the you know the judge or whatever, and like he was looking for his copy of it, couldn't find it, and OJ's just kind of like peering Bro. over to the side. Like, bruh, my life's hanging in the balance. Here. Right. I almost got I almost got denied parole because I was masturbating, and now you can't find this piece of paper. How like, great is on, that story? But I wanted I wanted the OJ jerking it story to be so true. <laughs> like I wanted that to be true. I was like, come on, man. I need this kind of stuff in my life. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think at this point, especially after, you know, the 90s was such a big thing and the trial was such a big thing. And then Huge there was, thing. There was the, the resurgence of interest in it with the people versus O.J. Simpson. Which you know, was great on Everybody FX. watched it. Everybody loved it. So was honestly, what was it? I, I, the, the ESPN 30 for 30 yeah. was like four hours long. That was really good. So it just feels like we're getting another O.J. fix. And of course, the masturbation story would have been like an extra little push there of like, yeah. Yeah, apparently the, the, the rumor was he was in there masturbating. There was a donut in there, which I, look, I get it. <laughs> I mean, donuts Friday, baby. I, oh, Linda's going to be here with donuts soon. You're right. So the OJ, uh, you know, parole was yesterday and I felt like he was going to get out. I, you know, the, the analogy I kept hearing on the TV yesterday was he had been Al capone right? Like they couldn't get Capone for what they want him for. So they went after the taxes and got him on that. And like, they didn't get OJ on the murders. So they got him on like this, you know, getting back his personal memorabilia thing. It ended up being what, like kidnapping and like all this yeah, stuff. A ton of different charges. On and him. I kept hearing on the TV yesterday that if you or I or any random citizen would have done what he did there in Vegas to get that stuff back, it would have been like one to three years. And we probably would have been out in under a year. And so they felt like, you know, he was in there, what, nine years, not going to get released till about October. Um, yeah. And I think 33, it was, it was, that was what they initially like handed 33 years. Yeah, yeah. And that, the concept was, was, well, he'll obviously be dead by then. Right. 70, I think he is now or close to it right. anyway. And while watch, I'm surprised you didn't watch this yesterday. This, uh, it, it, it just seemed like you, I fell asleep in the Did middle you? of the afternoon. And I'm telling you between Chester from Lincoln park, dying, uh, Derek Rose to the Cavs, and OJ being out, I woke up and it was just like this different shows prepped. It I don't even got to do like, anything. What the hell happened in that hour and a half while watching it? OJ's one of these guys. He doesn't know when to shut up. And right now my boss is going, well, you're the expert. <laughs> well, you're the expert, but he doesn't know when to shut up. And there was a moment yesterday while watching this where I was like, parole? He might get the chair <laughs> Like if he keeps like talking the way he did. We have a little of it here. Here's OJ himself from yesterday. In any event, um, I'm no danger to pull a gun on anybody. <laughs> you know, I never have in my life. I've never been accused of it in my life. 
Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. Well, they can't because you almost chopped both their heads off. There is that part. I bet Nicole would have accused you for it, but you damn near chopped her head off. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. You know, I've come here, I've spent nine years making no excuses about anything. I am sorry that things turned out the way they All right, let's stop did. right there. Now, again, if I was facing a parole board today and said, I'm sorry for the way things turned out, my guess is they walk me right back to my cell. Isn't the proper statement, I am sorry for what I've done? I have seen the error of my ways. He is, he fits the definition of a narcissist when you listen to him talk. He never takes ownership of anything. Well, and yeah, he says, I've never made any excuses, and then goes right into it. It was sort of what it is an excuse, yeah. I've spent nine years making no excuses about anything. I am sorry that things turned out the way they, they did. I uh, had no intent to commit a crime. Uh, no intent to commit a crime, dude. I don't care about intentions at that point. Did you or did you not? Like that's what matters. That's what it, the the intentions do. The, the the road to the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like, if you leave a kid in a hot car, right. I don't care what your intentions were. You left the kid in the hot I car. Intend to kill him. I mean, right. That's a good point. I uh, believe in this jury system. I will honor what the jury said, and I will be no problem. You know, and I I think I kept my word. Uh, I, as I said, I've done my time. I, I just like to get back to my family and friends. And believe it or not, I do have some real friends. See, wh- wh- why, 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 why say that? It to me, it, it again. Look how popular I am. You have to let me out. I again, I don't think that's the right way to convey your mess. Now it worked. He's getting out October. So I guess really what I'm doing here really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Picking apart a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am picking apart a winner. It's just I don't think it would have been a winner for you or I is my point. Uh, I I don't think I could have represented this prison. I don't think any inmate has ever represented it better than I. a little Trump history there. <laughs> like, I'm the least racist person on the face of the planet. The least one. You, least there's one. never been a prisoner who's represented it better than you. I don't know. I just feel like that's a weird thing. Yeah, that, that's a weird thing to say, too. I agree. I'm sorry it happened. I'm sorry to Nevada. Uh, I wish I wish Ricio had never called me. I, I thought I was going to Again, get- you wish the guy who called you to go there never called you. OJ he called you in a, a person who's an adult. You could have said no. The person that called you isn't how this happened. You getting in the car and going is how this happened, and yet you always refuse to, to say anything near that. And it's just true narcissistic behavior. I, I thought I was glad to get my stuff back, but it wasn't worth it. You know, nine years away from your family is just, just not worth it. And, and I, I, I'm sorry. Mr. Simpson, I do vote to grant parole when eligible, and that will conclude this hearing. Well, October there. So you got to imagine, he talked about this a little bit yesterday, that there's been multiple offers for reality shows. And you got to know OJ's going to be on TV, right? You just got to know. Now, somebody, I heard Roy Firestone say yesterday, and Roy was crucified by the media back in the day for not holding OJ's feet to the flame during this whole thing. 
and because he had him on his show or whatever, and he kind of like joked around with OJ, who had been accused of beating his wife and the whole thing, and and you know the murders and all that. And Roy kind of let him off the hook, and he has said since then, you know what? I feel bad about the way that interview went down. I was trying to be respectful, and it, it came off playful, and that was the wrong way to do that. And you know, God, I forget where I was going now. <laughs> um, but he he's just never. It's always about somebody else. It's never about what OJ did, and that bothers me. But Roy was saying that he does. He thinks they should, they should make it. This is what, what my point was. Roy was saying yesterday. Roy Firestone was saying that they should make it part of the parole uh, part of the parole parameters that he cannot profit from being out on parole, meaning that you can't do a story on TV about it. Can't do a story on TV about him. Well, can I not have another job? Is there any other jobs I can't have? I can't be on TV. Yeah, I mean, that's very limited. Yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily welcoming back of somebody who's supposedly rehabilitated and all. Does that. does okay? So we agree that OJ could be a reality show. One of those garbage networks will pick it up. Oh and, God, and, yeah, and, they're and, gonna trip over themselves. Life with the juice, squeezing the juice, whatever the hell you want to call it. That's what the it'll juice be. is loose. It will um, be it. Yeah, um, am, am I crazy to say, um, does the NFL have anything to do with O.J. Simpson? I don't think so. Not going to do a Sunday morning, you know, uh, will they allow Fox on him? the NFL. Not going to be there with Howie Long and, 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 you know. I don't know what the NFL's official relationship to all those types of shows are. So will those type of shows maybe have them? Yeah. Do I think he'll be... Like at Hall of Fame ceremonies and stuff like that, and in an official capacity, no. Well, I mean, you got to remember, I Hall of Fame different from the NFL. Those That's are two, true too. Two separate entities. They are as different. Closely connected as they are, and he's still in the Hall of Fame. I mean, so why if if you're going to leave his bust in there, why wouldn't you have him up on stage? I, I really feel that one of the reasons they didn't take the bust out of the Hall of Fame, truthfully, is. A, it's O.J. Simpson, so it's going to be all over the news. Right. And B, it's a slippery slope then, because then where do you cut off the line? Well, when you cut off heads. Uh, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? That, like, well, when That's you, a great place, but like, then you know what's going to happen now, though. Then people are going to be blasting the Hall of Fame for, well, that guy beat up women, and he's still in there, and this guy did this, and this guy did this. It, it's a slippery slope of who you still keep in. I would like to see... And I guess OJ was found innocent, so this that's the other not problem. Even an example here, but like I would like to see which Hall of Famers have been guilty of which crimes, and like how what crimes those were, because we say like, oh yeah, there's wife beaters in there, there's rapists in there, but I, that's the NFL. I agree 100. percent But the Hall of Fame, I just don't know that. Which, we don't know that where, to be true. Where, the, where those lines are? That's that's a fair point. Um, and my final question on this: any chance? And he's 70, so it's probably going to be a little bit difficult. The answer is yes. Any chance? That he runs for some sort of office. What? Why not? I mean, honest to God, dude, why not? Oh, Fantone, I gotta tell you, that's the last question I thought you were gonna ask me. That's Mayor a good OJ, question. Mayor OJ Simpson. He comes out, he's got a reality show, things are going good, dude. He's like, you know what? The juice is loose, baby. <laughs> Just, oh my nah, I, I don't know. <laughs> No way, right? Senator Simpson. Although, if you would have told me a year ago that there were going to be tapes out of a guy telling people it's okay to grab women by the vagina and he'd be elected president, I would have told you you were crazy. Kid Rock, OJ Simpson, President Trump, dude. I mean, why why not? Oh, my God. I don't need a vacation from iHeartMedia. I need a vacation (laughs) from the planet. Dear God. No, I was questionable about whether or not I wanted him on my television. 
would you want OJ Simpson in your neighborhood? Would you be okay? The juice moves next door. If I didn't do this for a living and I had kids or a wife, I'd a be worried wife about wife with big boobs. Yeah, I'd be worried about that. But as a guy who does this for a living, yeah, make OJ my neighbor for sure. For sure. You know, he was saying yesterday during that he doesn't think there'll be a lot of negative reaction from the fan, from, uh, from the public. Now, here's the real question. I don't know how tight the parameters of his parole are going to be. How long is it before he's in more trouble and like ruins the, the part of his parole and gets back in jail? Before he's back in jail? What's the over-under on that? Two years? I was going to say years? by 2020. If he's still alive. So you think OJ ends up back in jail? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the parameters are, but I don't feel like OJ is necessarily going to like change his uh, his behavior at this point. Again, I think he's a narcissist, doesn't understand that what he does is wrong, and I think, yeah, people that are like that can find themselves in more trouble. He's coming into a different world, too. Now, granted, how long was he in there? Nine years? Yeah. I think in somewhere in that testimony, he was talking about somebody with a BlackBerry, and I was like, oh, dude, it's a different world now. Oh, and he comes out. And, Ten and, years yeah. in cell phones? Yeah. I think more people, yeah, the camera phone thing was just on the forefront of when he went in. Like, imagine what it's going to be like now. He won't be able to go anywhere now. The juice. You know, he keeps talking about how he's ready to play golf. It's like, bro, that's been nine years. If you still have your swing after that and I can't keep it a week, (laughs) come down to Canton, cut my head off, bro. All right. It's probably not. That's it. It's probably not nice to joke about that. Oh, my God. This story I want to get into next. A woman wore a strap on, and it went wrong from there. (laughs) You'll get the rest of the info next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit pigs. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9, we'll get you hooked up with uh, some Incubus tickets here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Just heard a little bit more Lincoln Park there. Obviously, I would imagine most of you know by now, Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park committed suicide by hanging. And a lot of people have been bringing this point up. And I didn't really know that these dudes were close. But apparently, yesterday was also Chris Cornell's birthday. Yeah, I heard about this yesterday. Chris Cornell had hung himself. And then Chester decided that's the way he was going to do this on Chris's birthday. And apparently these two were closer than I had ever known about. And uh, and Chester had an affinity for Chris. Looked up to him in some manner, I guess. I would assume a lot of vocalists of that era. Early I mean, 2000s? Yeah, grew up on... Yeah, Chris Cornell is a voice unlike any other. So I would assume most dudes from bands of that time were standing in front of their mirror pretending to be him. You know, we were on the air, obviously, when the Chris Cornell thing happened. This is bigger, right? I mean, it feels bigger. Well, now we're getting into what are we talking about bigger here? From a mainstream perspective, yes. definitely. It's not even debatable. Yes, Soundgarden was important That's what I and mean. big. But for, yes, from a mainstream perspective, like, does my mom know who... My mom knows who Linkin Park is as opposed to, like, my mom... Yeah, I've heard Soundgarden songs, but she doesn't, like, She would know, know of Soundgarden, probably couldn't list who was in Soundgarden. Right, right. Where this is, like, this is... You know, Linkin Park had a huge amount of crossover appeal. Yeah, they did. I mean, you know, top 40 stations play Linkin Park still to this day. I've always said about it. Yeah, they're your girlfriend's favorite rock band. That's who they are. I mean, that's just who Linkin Park was. Nothing wrong with it. It's just who they are. And they make great songs. They had huge amounts of hits. I mean, we were looking through it this morning, and I was like, man, did, uh, when I put the log together, I was like, man, do they have enough? And then sure enough, they have more oh, yeah. than enough. Oh, yeah. Way more than enough. And... 
you know, it's been a while since they've had a big hit, but still remained relevant. We're still a pretty heavily touring band. I feel like they were like always out there with somebody doing oh, yeah. something. And they had their own like festival package for a while too, right? Yeah, I think so. Didn't they have like their own package? Now, when Chris Cornell died, I said this, and I want to say the same thing about Chester from Lincoln Park, but I think the track record flies in the face of it. When, okay. Chris, when Chris Cornell died, I was like, you know. When David, well, when David Bowie died, uh-huh. one of the things, one of the points I made was like, "Well, dude, the best of David Bowie far behind us." You know, your favorite David Bowie song was recorded thirty years ago, and this next album wasn't going to include anything that you were like, "Oh my god, I love it." Okay, yeah. Now, Chris Cornell, one of the points I made was like, "Well, dude, I think he still did have some ink in the pen. I think he still did have some performances in him. I, I agree think with he that. still had songs that he could have wrote and been a part of, and I could have enjoyed." I want to say the same thing about Chester from Lincoln Park. Like, dude, maybe Lincoln Park would be able to come out with new stuff, and he got taken off the planet too soon, and his art, you know, wasn't finished. Okay, but he hasn't had a hit in ten years. Yeah, I, I think that speaks to your fandom. Of what you of the thing you like more than the other because I could make the same argument with Chris. It's like, well, where was the hit? I mean, it had been a long time, right? I love that album he did with Timberlake, but most people trashed it, and none of those songs ended up becoming hits. Well, I guess maybe outside of hits, just something that I would have been like, all right, I would like to listen to that. Yeah, I think Chris Cornell was probably more likely to make a record you would have liked than. Lincoln Park making a record you would have liked. Right. And, I would agree with and, that. And, and, you yes. know, and like I said, like David Bowie, I wasn't going to care about that right. new album no matter what. And you're so, a Bowie fan. So so there's, I just feel like, yeah, I guess 41's always going to be too soon. But even from like an artist's perspective, I, I, I don't know if Chester still had something left in him. Well, he had an SCP album left in him, right? Wasn't that going to be a thing? I thought that thing dissipated over... Um, like creative differences. I thought they ended up stopping that. I don't know. I know he toured with them. I thought there was an yeah. album coming, but I know they talked about a record. I'm not sure that I'm not sure what went down there. You know, people have been sending me this a lot too this morning. As again, we've been talking about corn a lot through this. I guess is it head or whatever from Yeah. From uh Korn basically said I'm gonna paraphrase here because I don't have it pulled up in front of me. You know, think about his kids and think about all this stuff. Six kids, I think. Yeah, I mean, he he took the cowardly way out. And I understand that there was like a decade and a half where that was the narrative in this country when somebody would commit suicide, we would call it that. And like that was supposed to shock other people and knew who were thinking about not doing it. Right. That's going to work in the opposite way. You got to be very careful about calling people a coward when they commit suicide. You got to be careful about that because you don't know who's reading what you're saying. You don't know who's listening to what you're saying. And if you're struggling with this, what that person's going to walk away from, they're not going to go, oh, I'm a coward. I'm not doing it. That's, of course, not the way that's going to play out. What's more likely is people are going to go, well, if I'm a coward anyway, I'm just going to do it. Um, In my opinion. I think there's people who heard what you just said and, and will have the thought of those people who are suicidal don't need any encouragement at all. It's like saying a criminal is going to commit a crime no matter what. And if you're going to use the drugs, drugs no matter what you That's do. what I was going to say. We talked about addiction a lot yesterday. And I feel like there's a lot of parallels between the the thought of you're a coward for committing suicide and you know, you're a coward for being a drug addict. Okay. That's true. Here's what I want to ask people who are, who are real quick to go to the coward thing and be all over Facebook calling them a coward. What's the end goal? What are you looking to get? Does that help us kids? Who you're pretending to care about? Oh, he left his kids here. What a coward. Did that... Did your post help those kids? No. 
So what's your end goal? I don't get what your goal is. Is it going to help his wife? No. Is it going to help somebody else thinking about committing suicide? No. You know who it helps? You get through the boredom of your day. You're using the suicide to cure your boredom. I want you to think about that. And the whole, he was rich and famous. Famous people become famous so they can hide in crowded places. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to explain this to you. Fame and money and all that stuff, it will never fix what's broken inside of you that made you build your art. I've been saying this all morning. I'm going to say it again. No No great piece of art has ever been created over the functionality of something. It's always the, man, I'm a kind of a disaster. Here's what's wrong with me. From your wound drips the gold. It's not from, dude, being creative doesn't come from what's right with you. It comes from what's wrong with you. That's why you relate to it. Because basically what you're doing is you're relating to something you're going through that you would be afraid to admit out loud, which is why you scream choruses of songs in the car. And that's why we connect with it as an audience is because you're being vulnerable in a way that I can't. Opening yourself up to and I do believe that the negative fan reviews and the and the hatred and the vitriol over social media over that last record played into this. Do I think he went, oh, they hate the record, let me hang myself? No. But if you don't think that went into it, it's short-sighted and you're just wrong. And I was called insensitive for, suggest- for suggesting that. And what I would say is, you're too sensitive, pussy. I'm the guy who's always... Always going to keep it real with you. Come on, millennials. I'll keep it 100. I'll keep it 100 with you. Always. You're never going to get fake sadness out of me. And this, like Phantom was saying this to me during the break. You know, if you're suffering from this or whatever, I'm here 24 hours a day. I, I get what you're trying to do there. I really do. But tweeting out the suicide prevention number doesn't make you a good person. It doesn't make you any better than me. Well, you're trying to call me insensitive. I just, there's no rhyme or reason for this. You don't know who people, what people are going through. And I will tell you this, that a dysfunctional person, a person that is depressed, the last thing you should do is give them a ton of money and fame. I always talk about this. They, at the end of the day, they go home to those mansions, drive home in $300,000 cars, and they look at themselves in the mirror and they can't for the life of themselves figure out how they got where they are. They are asking themselves in the mirror, why me? And there's guilt that comes with success because you don't feel as if you deserve it. And feeling like you're not a success is what makes you push and makes you work harder and makes you think maybe the next record is when my brain will tell me I'm a success. I said this earlier this morning. I will never view myself as a success, ever. It's part of what drives me. It's part of what makes me better. But it's also part of my dysfunction. That whole, well, you're rich and famous, all oh, your poor problems. Money doesn't fix your problems, bro. It fixes whether or not you can pay your bills. It doesn't fix your mental problems. As a matter of fact, it will most times make them worse. But you got a Facebook account, bro. You log on and you just say whatever you want. That'll help his six kids. Douche. Incubus tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 1069. We have Incubus tickets. We're going to pass those out here shortly. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. Phantom's pretty much in vacation mode already. He's like, dude, I can do anything I want this afternoon, and I'm all excited about it. <laughs> I, uh, I actually just 
turned off my alarms. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I've been saying this about the... We're on vacation next week, and I said... And this is really true of me. You should always take time away from work. It is restorative. It helps you and this and that. But I don't really need a break away from what I do. I need a break away from when I do it. Um, waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning is not my favorite thing in the entire world. Now, I have a job I love, and I'm lucky to have it, and all that is absolutely, all of it's 100% true. So if that's the rub of my life is waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, small price to pay for loving what you do. But it will be nice to go to bed with no alarm clock. That will be nice. Like, the concept of staying up late to me, like, I feel like I'm like a kid before Christmas where it's like, dude, no, you don't have to go to bed at 8. You don't even have to go to bed at 9. Like, you can stay up as late as you want to. Not come, like, 9.15. I'm going to be like, dude, Ow, especially the first night. I am um, as sad and pathetic as this is. You know what I'm looking forward to? One of the things I'm looking forward to most what is that is that like on Sunday, Game of Thrones comes out at nine o'clock, oh, and I don't yeah. have to worry. I can just be up, and like I don't have to worry about being tired the next day. I can just kind of like watch it and enjoy it. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very excited to talk to Officer Lamar Sharp, who should be here shortly. I would hope. Yeah, I would assume so. I would assume he's found his way here. I would think so. Um, Fantone, I have another question for you. What is that? Where is our receptionist? I don't know. I'm a little concerned. Linda, our front desk lady, who is like the one person who works here that likes us. And yeah. that's not that's not an exaggeration. She's like the one person in the building that actually likes us. Every Friday will bring us donuts because she, you know, she's a fan of the program. Yeah, she um she brings donuts for everybody, but she brings them to Dan and I like first so we can have first pick. Yeah, she and, lets us pick right. first. And uh, and she's like the nicest old lady ever, and nobody knows where she is right now, and that has me worried because like we joke about it, but she is eighty. She's no. Here's what I'm gonna say. Um, as I went out in the hallway, kind of on a little hunt for, because I'm like, where is she? Where's my donut? I could not see her. I could not hear her. But I could smell her. She has that old lady perfume that she wears. Oh, okay. I was like, geez. Yeah, no, she has that old lady. Oh, jeez. No, 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 no. She has that old lady perfume that's very it's like, like, what are you doing that I don't know about? It's very distinct and very like, I know that's her. So I was like, oh, she's, White shoulders. she's somewhere around here. So she's in the building. I don't know what the donut story is. Maybe uh-huh. maybe she maybe she decided that, you know, the boy's uh, last day of vacation. No, not out there, dude. So a, a little concerning, but uh, she's here. I'm going to yell a little louder, but all the other on-air studios that are doing live shows have their doors open because oh. they don't understand how radio works. <laughs> That's my boss down there doing that. Like an idiot. Like a fat, dumb idiot. Like, dude, yeah, it's Friday and we're going on vacation, bro. Let's let's not. Yeah, let's piss them off yeah, and get fired. Let's, let's not all give right. him all the gun. All right, there. all right. Yeah, I'll walk it back. All right, I'm going on the hunt. If it's not going to be her, <laughs> it's going to be the vending machine. We have Incubus tickets. Be caller 20 right now at 1-800-243-7625. We'll get you hooked up with Incubus tickets and be right back with Officer Lamar Sharp. Hang on. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting in Medina. The premier spot for thrills and entertainment just got a whole lot bigger. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9, online, WRQK.com. And also can be streamed everywhere via iHeartRadio. There's actually a 24-7 Sansbury Show channel on iHeartRadio. Yeah, there is. You should be checking that out as well. This is about a year ago, we made buddies with a bigger can celebrity than Fantone or I will ever be. <laughs> Can police officer Lamar Sharp, good buddy of the program, joining us again. Uh, before we get to the CPD cookout this weekend, I got a couple of other things I want to talk to you about first. Um, a, you got me roped into something I had to do last night. Yeah. 
and it ended up being a great time. I did the celebrity scooping over at Nom Nom Popcorn. Yeah, that's a fun time. Ninety different kinds of popcorn, yeah. and like I'm not even exaggerating. I mean, there's I mean, there's so many. Oh, like yeah. they yeah. were like, you got to try the loaded baked potato, and I was like, what? Yeah. And I didn't think it would lend itself to popcorn, but it was delicious. Yeah. It was really good. So I did that for a few hours last night to uh, benefit Project Rebuild. Was happy to be a part of that. And so thanks for getting me hooked up with Nom Nom Popcorn. I appreciate mm-hmm. that, Lamar. Um, before, again, before we talk about the CPD cookout, Phantom was telling me during the break before you got here that your foundation, Be a Better Me, yes. is, is it, do I have this right? Is it three scholarships? We're sending three people to college? Is that what I heard? Yes. That's amazing. So how'd that come about? What's going on with that? How do people like uh, you know try to win or what happens? Well, we got three five hundred dollars scholarships, and what we want to do is we want to try to, and there's going to be for tenth, or I'm sorry, for eleventh and twelfth graders okay. who are already gra- just graduated okay. uh, seniors, and we're going to give away scholarships, five hundred dollars scholarships towards um, to their school of uh, choice, and um, that's really cool, man. And, and, you know, and here's the thing: is like so many people do, they like to write essays, and essays sure. can be so. We're gonna. I'm gonna do videos. Okay. I want you to do oh, like a video do, essay. Yeah, yeah, I want you to do like a two minute uh, video essay. And okay, well, I'm gonna yeah. have the details up here later today. Welcome to the new world. That's yeah, a, that probably exactly. is how that should happen, exactly. right? Exactly, because you know, you know, essays. Because I know I've sat essays in front of me, and I'm like, I'm not doing this. I know it's a thousand dollars, but I'm not doing this because I I could get, I could be late. Whoa! I'll write the essay if you want to split the money down. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to help you out there, buddy. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I uh, I say this to you every time you visit, and it's because it's true. And I think honestly, you know, not everybody listens to all four hours of every single show, and I think people need to hear it. Which is, I like what you do, and you. um, you you really hit on the community policing thing. And um, I think there are a lot of people that need to know. There's a narrative right now uh, through social media the last few years that cops are bad. Yes. And um, and as a matter of fact, we found out that this last year ended up being the most dangerous year for police out while on duty yeah. in the history since they've been keeping track. And I think that that narrative on Twitter honestly did lead to that. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I, I like... The fact that you fly in the face of a lot of that. Now, of course, any group as large as police across the country, there are bad apples in any group that large, right? Yeah. We understand that. I, but I, I, but I think that the good police, like any other group of people, we focus on the bad and we don't hear about the good enough. Exactly. And you do a great job of flying in the face of that and showing a community that cops can be something that's not just kicking indoors, arresting your cousin or whatever. Right. And I think that that's important. I think community policing is absolutely important. So when Fantone kind of stumbled upon you and he was like, dude, you better get on this before Ellen does. <laughs> and he was so right about you. He was really right about you. Um, what are you working on right now? Like what's um, or like, like day in and day out? Like what's, uh, what's new on Lamar Sharp's plate? My day is, it's crazy. Looks I, like working out is uh, part of it. Yeah, no. You're swole today, bro. No, you are, you're I swole. Just, I just ate a, a donut. <laughs> I'm still I eating mine. I ate a donut, that's why. But no, I um, we have so much stuff going on. And like I said, we our police chief, he is um, Chief Lauber. He, he loves. He's behind you, right? Is, oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is he's all about community policing. He's all about building relationships and and that's why if you look, we don't have a lot of the problems that a lot of city other cities have. Yeah. We don't have those problems. And But, you know, we, this weekend, I know we have, like, a few different things coming up. We have our uh, community cookout. Yeah, where's that going down at? That is on the southwest side of Canton. I'm not sure oh, nice. I was supposed I to be there. I was, I was supposed to be there, 
but I also have another thing going on at Mission Calvary, which is another uh, kid summit. Okay. So I have to kind of split from my community well, involvement. Very popular guy. Yeah. Things going on. Yeah. I, I do know the community uh, picnic. It is going down July 22nd from 1 okay. to 5 yes. at Brian's Park. Yeah. So that's tomorrow uh, from 1 to 5. So that's 15th Street and uh, Roland. Right. Okay. There. Yeah. So at least that gives people an idea of where that's all happening. Yeah, I want to swing by that. Yeah. And um, so we got we got like a couple different things going on tomorrow. And then you know August nineteenth is the back to school lot party. Oh, and uh, my man came out last year. <laughs> Damn and it! Got in the dunk tank for a little while. But listen, it was so hot you dried off quick. It was like you were dried off. You know what? Don't make it sound like it was no big deal. You kept walking your big ass over there and smacking that thing. Honestly, like I got like there, there was like chlorine in that. I got a chlorine headache because of how many times they like dunked me in this and that. But. Honestly, and I regretted it last year, and, but, and I'm going to regret it this year. But absolutely, I will come out and do the dunk tank again, August 9th. Whatever you need, buddy. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all in on you. So if the dunk tank is what you need, I, I will do the dunk tank for you again. Absolutely. Because yes, it's going to be a lot big. It's going to be bigger and better this year. It was pretty big last year, was, but, I, but I agree. Your, your, your following popularity is, is, is growing oh, yeah, rapidly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do you yeah. were just telling me, do you're signing autographs now. That was, yeah, that was, that's, that's still weird for me. It's not signing autographs, Lamar. It's passing out tickets. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't care I don't care how you try to spin like, it, bro. When you sign your name and be like, your court date is uh, next Monday. Right. I don't care how you try to spin it. That's what. That's what's really going down. You bring up all these awesome things that you guys are doing, and you know, I know you're kind of the spearhead, but there's a lot of other cops that are involved in this. You mentioned your chief, and you know the other, you know, officers of the law that I know from Canton. These guys all buy into kind of what you guys are doing there, um, and you bring up the fact that Canton doesn't have a lot of problems are a lot of the same problems that other cities have. And I think what really opened my eyes to that is over the last month, I think there's been two or maybe three officer-involved shootings in Canton. Right. But there was never that feeling of unrest to me. There was never like, oh, my God, is this about to pop off into something? There was always a feeling of calm. So I just think that you and and the guys that do your job and the guys that are out there, you guys have made a difference. It speaks to the relationship between community and police force because you're right. Like that's Those are the kind of things that can make like unrest – and allow that stuff to kind of happen, but when the relationship is decent, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily automatically go there. Yeah, we, I, I, I think, and I know I could be biased, but I think we have one of the best training bureaus. Is around, that right? Around, around in the area. Well, you seem you know, okay. I, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I, 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 because I mean, we train, and it's like you know, they, you, they remind you this is real life. You know, right. You find yourself in a situation, and what are you going to do? And if you come around here, half, you know going half butt through it and not taking it seriously it could cost you your life or you could take somebody, somebody else's, else's life right yeah. and you know Dan brought it up that you know the community place or it's definitely made a difference what happens in a because a lot of a lot of people and you talked about the narrative uh, a lot of people are like oh cops just want to kill young black men or something like that but what happens in a department when there is that officer involved shooting when, when an officer does have to pull his gun out I would assume that rocks the entire department kind of into like you know, this is uh, you're painted all with the right. same brush. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that's the thing too is you know whether you pull your gun out or not, you have to write like our department, our policy. You have to write a, a report on it. Okay, you know, you know, and that's the uh, that's the thing, you know. But you know, to say that we want to take lives, that's that. Trust me, 
there was there was an article in the repository, and they said Canton is like the least uh, police department who wants to shoot you. Yeah, we uh, we covered that story yeah. when the rep had it, and, and the numbers. I don't have them right in front of me, obviously, but the numbers. Yeah, you were well below the national yeah. average. You were I think it was well single digits in ten years. Yeah, it, it was well below the national and local averages. Right. So yeah. you guys are handling things right res- and, as responsibly as you can. And like with our chief and our training bureau, they send us to a lot of different like CIT trainings. They send us the trainings so we can so we can learn to talk people down from those those high those high levels of just you know I'm ready to go off and pop right. off. So they you know they 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 spend the money to get us trained on that stuff, and I think a lot of part, departments really kind of like eh, it's worthless, but it works. It really works. It obviously has. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, it must have. Right. Sure. You uh, you guys deal with people in the worst of parts of their day, whether right. it's, a, you know, they just got into an accident or whether they got into a fight with their girlfriend and things went too far or whatever the case is. You know, you guys are dealing, your, your regular is our irregular. Like, right. oh my God, like this is happening to my life and you guys deal with it on a, on a day-to-day basis. Um, and, you know, we've patted you guys on the back and, and, and definitely, um, but there's an opposite side where it's like, yeah, dude, police do have a job to do and they have you know a responsibility to help the community but i think a lot of people forget the community has a responsibility in this relationship as well for sure yeah if if you that's as, a great point if you if you as an officer could give you know the city of canton the the, the citizens of it you know uh, what what do we as citizens need to do to make this a two-way street of where we're both doing well you know one of the things is you know is just be polite you know right. like listen okay because here's the thing is like you know <sighs> I'm gonna make a radio version. Yeah, please <laughs> make a, do. Yeah. Make a radio version is you know a lot of times things happen and then they go. You'll hear some people in the community go, "Well, why aren't the police doing anything?" So then when the police are doing stuff and then they're actually out stopping cars or and and why are you harassing people, us? Why are you harassing us? Right. So then it's kind of like, well, where's this? Damned happy if you meeting? do, damned if you exactly. don't. Exactly. So it's like you know, here's the thing: is you have to understand that the police is doing a, their their job, whether you are black, white, right. purple. Pink, yellow, whatever you are, They're, we're doing a job, and we just we we. If I see somebody pink walking down the street. That's right. that citizen arrest at right. that point. I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna be like, you know, Listen, that, that don't see, look right. If I see you straddled over somebody, holding them down, like, swap, I got him. <laughs> I got him. This pink guy does not fit. Dude, that's a great question. Can you deputize me? Like, is that a thing? No, I, God, no. <laughs> I, dude, I need. Oh, I'm gonna leave that up to Matt. Oh, Matt, I, I would be the great law, arm of the law. <laughs> no, I'd be dude, good at. I'm gonna be arrested 6:05 every morning. <laughs> Officer Stansberry. <laughs> Plus my Top ass, him and dude. stop him. You're no. damn right I would. No. For sure. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, honorary, honorary deputy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, a, I'm, I'm absolutely a fan. We will both be in eternal affairs all the time. Yeah, dude, like, sharp, you brought him on. This is exactly why I have you on a lot. A, 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 a listener of ours who listens every day says, I absolutely love when you interview Lamar Sharp. This insight gives me so many different from the narrative the, the big news outlets give us on you know policing and community right. policing. And again, you know the big news networks, it's their, kind of their job to kind of show you the big story of the thing. Right. They're not really all supposed to get all the way into you know singular things the way I can. Right. And, so, and, and that is one of the reasons why I like to have you on and I because I think it does help dispel some of the you know like Phantom was saying do you only see a cop normally when or interact with them when things are going wrong for you somebody right. rear-ends you or this and that it's always like when your life's in right. in disarray right. and so you kind of and I was talking about this earlier with celebrities actually that people don't view you as a human you're an entity now you know what I mean you are just the gun and the badge for right. a lot of them and I think it's important for people to see it in another light right 
Because it it's going to help keep you guys safe, which is you know, which is what we need. It's very important, and I think too, it's like a lot of things I do with the young adults. Um, is just try to let them know because I still see kids who they you'll have kids who come up and run to me, and there's still kids who run away from me. Sure, and that's very shocking because you think every kid in Canton runs up to me and hugs me, right? But there's actually kids who still run away because they're like timid that's the police that's well, the right police. and that's what they've learned their entire life what they know right. you know right. and i mean the the, the 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 police coming into your neighborhood oftentimes isn't a good thing right and i literally i just i get i stop my car i get out and i go talk to them and sometimes it takes a while to warm them up sure it's like listen I, I keep i keep gifts i keep snacks i said i'll sit down on the curb and have a snack with them and by the end by the time i leave there we're cool that's how Lamar Sharp got so big. Just yeah. eat animal crackers. Yeah, eat popsicles. animal crackers. Just sitting there snacking out. Yeah. Jesus. Fruit snacks. Dude, you are a man, man. You're just big. Every I, like every time I every time I talk about how big you are, but then people see you in public, they're uh, like, dude, you're right. That guy's huge. Yeah, I know. Everybody somebody called me Shaq one day. What's your forty like, time? Like, uh, like right now? It's a four forever. I uh, it's a four four forever. I, somebody was asking me and I couldn't remember, was it? Did you you played college football? Was it Kentucky? Kansas. Kansas. Rock, I knew it was chalk, one. Of Jayhawk. Jayhawk. I, uh, that's right. But yeah, all right. So you played at Kansas, but yet you're you're a New England Patriots fan. Like, how did this happen? Because well, they're it, good. It, well, no, because <laughs> the, you know, here's the thing: the Browns, you know, yeah. are not I, very good. They're not very good. But I was I grew up the drive. Okay, yeah. I grew up with all of that stuff, and it was like I'm, I was a Browns fan. So then it comes that time where you come to real life, and it's like, okay, what am I going to do? So I'm trying out for the Browns. I'm in this little mini camp, and I'm like, ooh, I'm like, I think I'm doing good. And they cut me. I bet they wouldn't cut you today. Yeah, did you? You know, this is, a, this is There's no way. I said they always cut their best players. They do. They do. <laughs> so speaking of that, honestly, so I, I forget who did the poll, but they it might have been Pro Football Talk, but they released the every NFL team their ranking due to their roster. Oh. The Browns came in at number 30 oh. with their current roster. Out of 32 out, teams. Out of 32 teams. Out of 32 teams. So everybody's telling me, top five offensive line, top five uh, offensive line. They were ranked 30th in the NFL due to their roster. Yeah, Lamar yeah. Sharp, I need you to hang on tight. I, need, okay. I do need to take this break, but I don't want okay. you to go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Lamar Sharp next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studes with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stan's right here for the Wakeham Auto Family. Wakeham has been proudly selling the Mitsubishi brand. This rock station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stan's Show, Rock 106.9. Joining us in studio, our good buddy, camp police officer, Lamar Sharp. Buddy, alright, um, this is just between me and you now. And everyone else. Oh, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 Shh, no, 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 Lamar, yeah. this is just me and you, buddy. All right, but I need your help. Okay. And we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to divert some uh, CPD funds Uh-oh. and man hours because there was a not necessarily a crime but, but something happened outside my window of my apartment and I've been trying to, <laughs> I've been trying, I've been trying to track it down Uh-oh. for about a month and I haven't been able to find it. Uh-oh. But I was I was taking a nap in the middle of the afternoon. I live right downtown. Right. Right. And uh, I was taking a nap in the middle of the afternoon, and I was like laying on the couch and I heard like loud noise. Right, and so you know how you kind of like wake up and you like brush your eyes and you're like, oh my god, what the hell's happening? And I heard very loud hip hop music. Uh-huh. I'm the youngest person that lives in my apartment building. Right. So if hip hop music's coming out of my building, it's it's, it's, it's me. You. Right. right. It's you. So I knew I was like, okay, well that's not what's happening. I said, like, but it's very loud. It sounds like it's like in my bedroom loud. Right. Right. And I'm in the living room, 
And I realized, oh, there's a parking lot right across the street from where I live. Two of them, as a matter of fact. And the one you can see perfectly from my kitchen window. Mm-hmm. It looks right out, and there's the parking lot next to my apartment building. Mm-hmm. And so I walk over there because that's where I hear the noise coming from. And sure enough, three attractive African-American women Mm-mm. are twerking ass in front, of, <laughs> in front of that mural at the parking lot in front of my, like, next to my building. And... So what it stands They for? were taking videos of it, and I, like an idiot, <laughs> tweeted about it before like taking photos of it. And so they were filming it, like trying to get like Insta famous. You yeah, know what I mean? I trying know, to you know yeah, how you know yeah. how women will do that? Yeah. Trying to get all Insta famous. Right. And so there they are shaking it in front of this mural <laughs> in front of my building. And dude, then as they like before, like I guess one uh, of the rollers come by or whatever, like they hop into a car that's like twenty five years old, thirty day tag, but it but it's already got uh, two two twelve inch kickers in the uh, in the trunk. Yeah, I mean yeah. I was I mean, dude, that's how loud it was. Yeah. And I have searched every Canton hashtag I can think of, and I know what that mural looks like, and I can't find the video. These girls, dude. And so, dude, I'm telling you, I need CPD to get on the case, and I need you to break this wide open for me, man. I need, my, I need to put my tax dollars away. What, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, one of them, one of the women, little on the larger side, won't go so far as to call her fat, short blonde hair, and like bandana around her head, like Ja Rule. And so, oh. like, I, that was a bad mixer of describing a, a woman. But you they were anything with Ja Rule. But it. they were going after it, Lamar, oh. and it was about a month ago. And I feel like I don't know if they should be able to get away from. I don't know if they should be able to get away with that. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna need some help. You, so when we catch them, what, what's gonna happen? When bring you, them to the house. What do you, oh. What's gonna happen? Okay. You just drop them off. This is like I, my apartment will be the new holding You'll unit like for this. CPD. I got it from here. I got it from there. I do. You got it from there. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I did want to talk to you about this because uh, this is scary, and you guys kind of deal with this stuff uh, you know, all the time. Gee, I'm sure you heard about this, where a guy, I, I had mistakenly called it uh, or said it was 4.30 in the afternoon. Apparently, it was around noon yesterday, where a guy was going the wrong way on 77, and it, it, the highway patrol actually had to hit him. On the freeway, just like stop, like more accidents from happening. The this highway, yesterday? yeah, this is around oh, noon wow. yesterday at seventy seven. It's crazy. Oh wow! You know, I mean, I would imagine you kind of deal with that kind of stuff all the uh, time. What's the? I guess what's the worst excuse you've ever heard somebody give you for like drinking and driving, like trying to get out of it? Because I've always said once the cop pulls you over, just cop, just cop to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like at that point, just be like, yeah, dude, you got me. Well, I don't, I don't say drinking and driving because. Generally, when I work midnight, you already hit something. Right? <laughs> that's a fair yeah, point. It was really like you was really you. So hit you work more already. overnight then? Well, I use well, that's what I used to work on okay. nights. But but if I stop somebody, I've stopped people before, and this is the best one I've ever had. Okay, I was actually ready to use it myself if I ever got pulled over. Oh well, hold when on, I let me get my pen. <laughs> yeah, you go take some notes. Everybody take notes. Stop this guy, and he goes. He was like, "Sir," I was like, "You know your speed." And he goes, "Yeah." He was like, "He's like, I'm so embarrassed, but." He said, honestly, he said, I had to kind of like rip one. So I kind of leaned up. And when I leaned up, I kind of put my foot on the gas and I was going a little bit faster. <sighs> That's said, desperation there. I said, that was original. That is original. Have a good day. You- <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm about awesome. originality. That was original. You know, he didn't make an excuse. He just kind of was like, this is what happened. I did probably speed a little bit. 
Because I, but I had to let it go. I think about you with that job all the time because like people will say anything to get themselves out of trouble. Oh, and so I'm sure yeah. you've heard it all. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything short of my dog ate the homework. I'm right, sure like every right, excuse right. in the book. CPD going to be doing a couple events this uh, this weekend. We know about the uh, the community barbecue tomorrow. Phantom again. Uh, that's one to five. Fifteenth Street in Roland. Is that where you? That have is that? correct. That is correct. 15, and that happens one to five tomorrow. And then uh, you have something else going on uh, again this weekend, Lamar. Tell people where that is and what's going on with that. Um, we're going to be at. Cal, or Mission Calvary. Okay. Um, and basically, that's going to be kind of like a kind of like a kids summit um, where kids can come out, have a good time. I know Stark Mar is part of it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I get big shout out to like Stark Mar, Comquest. Um, there's people like you know they mental health recovery. Sure. And like even with Comquest, like they're they're allowing us because when we have this, when I do give away these three scholarships, they're going to actually let us do it at the symposium with Chris Carter. August second. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Chris. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and that's and that, that's great. And this and again, that will be out. I'm, I'm gonna put it out today. Okay, and you're gonna and like all I want is a two minute video, and I'm gonna have it give you the email and just send it to me, and I'm we're gonna pick. We'll be sure to share that around oh, yeah, for you. Yeah, we'll, we'll be sure pick. to share that around yeah. for you. That's a five hundred dollars scholarship. Yeah, that's a cool thing that you're yeah. doing, man. Helping people, you know, achieve their goals of going to college. We gotta build this community because a lot of you know one of the things that I agree. I, one of the things that I always get into and I try to correct it but I always people get on my page and say I wish there were more police officers like you and a lot of times they don't know there are a lot of police officers like me especially on our department however the problem is is that it's not even you don't have to be a police officer be right a person be a, a it's, Humanity, you could be anybody. You, you know, my Joe Blow and still do something good in the community. My buddy started a nonprofit. It's yeah. called Rake Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, yes. and he's kind of like taking over the world now yeah. with it. I mean, he's he's done a he's done a fantastic job. Ricky has, and what he always says happens to him is people will come up to him and go, "Dude, you know what the next Rake thing you should do is? You should do this." Yeah, and he always goes, "No." You should do, do that. Yeah, Why exactly. are you giving me the idea? You yeah, just go exactly. do it. And I think that that's you know that goes hand in hand with what you're saying. Exactly. There. Exactly. It, it, it's tough to shake people out of apathy, though. It really is. It, that's true. Especially as we kind of sit here and you know, there's these narratives in the media of like, hey, this is these are the problems, and then there are real problems. There are real problems of a lack of opportunity here. There are problems yeah. of drugs here. There are problems of all these different things. I think it's hard for people, and you do. You got to credit people like Rick and then people like Officer Lamar Sharp here who are willing to do something to kind of buck that trend, to say, no, there is positive movement. There are things going on in the community that, you know, make, you know, you call it Be a Better Me Foundation, but it's Be a Better Me, Be a Better Us, Be a Better Everyone. It really it really right. gets to that. Right. So, Lamar, why don't you um, toss out your Instagram and Twitter handles so people know how to follow you? Oh, do you not even know? I, I think it's at Lamar Sharp 1, right? Lamar Sharp 165. 165. The reason why I wanted to give people that is, and I, I've been meaning to ask you this question. If you don't know, Lamar Sharp, camp police officer, and uh, it was really heavy into the community policing. A lot. I, I obviously follow all your social media accounts. Well, you and I, uh, you know, you and I have been buddies a little while now. I'll text uh, you too. If I need something. And you. one of the things I notice on your pages a lot is something I've seen other officers across the country, um, people taking issue with it, and you'll be a little playful. Mm-hmm. While I'm while out out there, and at least some of the videos you'll post, I'm sure some of that is scheduled. You know what I mean, and this and that. But have you ever received any negative flack for like um, the little playful attitude, the sing-alongs, and the cruisers that you'll do, the weird wig that you'll wear, rolling up on kids? Like, have have have, have there been any stodgy people in the community going, dude? Just police the neighborhood. What are you doing? 
Not, not in my neighborhood. I'm surprised by that. I remember it was last winter, I think it was, where there was, I forget where in the country it was, but an officer stopped and ended up having a snowball fight with some kids. And like, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Right. I, I was like, I, yeah, that's why, it, yeah. like that is so cool. And like people were like ripping them apart. And I understand the cities have problems. Right. You know what I mean? But again, you are a human. Right. So it's exactly. good to hear that people aren't being like that with you. I think yeah. what I think what, you know, people forget about officers of the law, it's, you know, what you guys are there to do is to serve and protect. And protect is always the part that we think about. To serve is a, is a little bit more vague of a thing there. It's a wide you, umbrella. You bring up you bring up like well, the, the well, you know, just get out there and go get a murderer instead of giving a kid a squirt gun. Why don't you get out there and go get a murderer? Because giving the kid a squirt gun might stop somebody from being a murderer. <laughs> right. right. It's preventative measures is what you're really all about versus, hey, it's already here dealing with the problem. We're, we're trying to nip it in the bud mm-hmm. is essentially what you're, you know what you're trying to do. Yeah. I, you know, I did have not necessarily anybody in our community, but I did have somebody from West Coast one time. And it was a video that kind of went viral about giving water rockets. Okay. Not, one of the things you'll never see me do is I'll never give kids water guns, like like the guns, yeah. or toy guns. I don't I don't do that. Feel that feel be, feel like that can be an issue, right? I feel okay. like that could be an issue. I okay, I, that's one of the things I don't do. That's and a fair point. Grew, even though I grew up playing with toy guns, you know, I but did too. It, it, today is a different time. It is a different time. Yeah, so I don't I don't do that. But somebody made a comment like, "Oh, he's giving them water rockets. He squirted them with water today, and he's going to be shooting them with bullets tomorrow." I'm like, Jeez. "Really, Chase? Oh, and, and you know what? And you know what's so beautiful about it? Is I don't even have to like. I don't really address that at all. I don't oh. even touch it. And what's so funny is that's a people, personality trait that oh, yeah. is admirable, my yeah. man. I'm not sure most people would have it in them not to say something but here's back. The thing is that I know I would. I looked at it, and I had a, probably about 20 of people who follow me went in after him. I didn't have to do nothing. I, I did. I did absolutely nothing. Well, you're a big star. Well, I don't know. You know what I mean? That, that's not uh, that, because that, that, that. everywhere I go, you know Matt, you know Dan. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I know, well, I yeah, know, dude, we're doing all right too. You yeah. know what I mean? We're <laughs> all okay. Said, Listen, there's a, Dan's big enough for all three of us. There's a petition still going around where I need to be in here like once a week, sitting in the corner, tweeting. <laughs> I ain't gonna say nothing. I'm just gonna be tweeting every time because I'm over here laughing. You just gonna hear me laughing okay. in the background. All right, I'm gonna cut your deal right now. <laughs> You want to deal? I'm going to cut you a deal right now, and I'm, and I'm not kidding. Okay, okay well, I'm not kidding. You on live too? So I'm they, live they, right now. I look right in that camera. I'm looking right in. If he finds me, those three women twerking <laughs> ass outside my apartment, I will change the name of the show to the Lamar Sharp Show. I swear to God, I will. I've been looking for those three girls for a month straight. You need to find me, them, dude. Punk-ass police department can't even track down three girls twerking in parking lots. kind of stuff is happening? You call yourself a policeman. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting a badge and everything. I'm rolling hard. 5-0 coming through the hood. That's the way that's going to go. Lamar, thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, We are out next week, but, you know, shortly after that, I want to have you back in. People absolutely love you, and I think your message is important. I think what you do is important. And, uh, you know, essentially you're going to give me an FOP card at some point. I'll be happy to do it. It's always good to see you, man. We'll see you this weekend with your stuff, yes, and we'll sir. be back to close out the program next on Rock 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. Well, howdy, folks. How the hell y'all doing? Don't give a flying hell, Billy. Kick the dust up. <laughs> if, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women! Women, 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 women! <laughs>
President and a small group of people know exactly what he meant. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby, if it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this, dumbass? Yeah, fucking fool. Open your mouth so I give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learn quick, fast, and hurt. What? I got mm, mighty dog food, some kind of s***. One, two, three. Clint. Parker. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much do you take on your face. No, this is wrong. Oh my god, look at what you did to oh. him. And you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kid and I had to take off my shoes to run. Work in the field. That's part of that. That's <laughs> Senator, I'm a house So kiss my black Shut the Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. We decided we would end today's program with the uh, with the mashup there, Jay-Z, Linkin Park. And to me, that pretty much sums up this show. A lot of hip-hop, a lot of rock. It's kind of who we both are as people. Like, like like both formats, we felt like that was the appropriate way for us to sign off for the week. And uh, before we head out to vacation, obviously Chester Bennington taking his life uh, via suicide and um, hung himself. And uh, on Chris Cornell's birthday, and I, uh, you know, I didn't know this until yesterday, but apparently those two were really close. I would imagine that that had something to do with it. Just terrible news. Yeah, I mean, it feels to me like there was little pushes along the way for this guy, you know, to spiral out of control with his his, his depression from. You know, a lot of people crapping on his new work to one of his best friends dying to the birthday of that. And I mean, you know, it doesn't it doesn't take a, a rocket a domino effect to figure right. out that all those little things together can push someone too far, which goes to show you how big little things can be How right. big. You know, those 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 things you don't think necessarily mean anything totally do. And uh, I've been saying it all morning. Fame. And money and all that stuff—it doesn't fix those problems. I know, like I saw so many people posting that yesterday. Oh, it must be tough to be rich and famous. Yeah, actually, it is. You ever hear this? It's lonely at the top. Where do you think that came from? Sayings are sayings for a reason. Is because once upon a time they were based in some truth. It is lonely at the top. And I think if you're the kind of person that thinks that money and fame and a mansion and, and a nice car is going to fix who you are, or that you're going to ha- or you're going to like your life more. You just don't understand how that stuff works. Yeah, depression is complex for rich people, for poor people, for everyone. Now, I will say I understand why people feel. I understand why you feel that way. That like, dude, I can't oh, even yeah. pay, I can't even get my paycheck to last two weeks. How am I supposed to feel bad for for the singer from Lincoln Park? But it's just a new sense or a new set of problems. And depression doesn't care. Depression doesn't like, oh well, dude, you're in a band that's you know toward the world. Well, dude, no, we'll leave you alone. Like, of course, it doesn't work that way. Depression is a beast that tells you you have problems that maybe you don't, and it's you don't sweat how you're going to pay the light bill. It's not that. It's your brain telling you you're not good enough. Nobody loves you. 
you'll never be accepted. That's where that kind of stuff comes from. It's not, well, I don't know how I'm going to make my car payment. I'm depressed now. That's not where clinical depression comes from. And if you don't understand that, then honestly, I'm a little bit happy for you because it means that you've never gone through it yourself or you've never been close to somebody who has. Now, I'm, I don't want to say I'm okay now, but I have definitely had moments of my life where I was depressed and to the point where I was like, I'm not coming out of my room. I don't feel like showering today. I don't feel like I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I've been there. Right now, I don't think I would, you know, I, I don't think at the point where, you know, some of these, you know, guys in rock bands who, who are taking their lives are, but I've definitely dealt with some of this. And it was never about the fact that, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to pay the light bill. It's not that. It's, it's, it's more about you and not feeling like you fit in or that you're right and that you can't do it. And so, like, when I saw a bunch of that, and, you know, I'm going to urge you. As a guy who likes to sound off and give his opinion out a lot, I'm going to urge you to, to dial down the if you commit suicide, you're a coward thing. I'm going to urge you to dial that down. I think there was a long period of time in this country where that was the kind of the narrative and we all kind of felt like that's what we should say and this and that. It's not going to help anybody. And it sure as hell isn't going to help Chester Bennington's six kids or his wife. It's not. And so I don't know what your end goal is there or what you think you're going to do. But if you think calling people a coward is going to prevent other people from committing suicide, again, you don't understand clinical depression you just don't get it and that's okay but it, it, it's not cowardly it's it, it's something but that term i'm not in love with as we get prepared to head out for vacation phantom what's on the agenda buddy what are you doing i uh i'm gonna be going camping early next week the girlfriend has the week off as well so we decided oh it's, coordinated uh, effort it's uh it's nice. time to pack up the tent and go drink 100 beers every day and 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 do the whole thing in the tent there so pretty excited about that good for you um what do you got going with the stories i went uh I went away for vacation last year, and I decided this year I won't. I'm going to do a little staycation. I'm going to hit up some things uh, on my Canton bucket list that I haven't been able to do you know, with, uh, with my work duties every day. Uh, I, I've, I'm mapping out golf courses that, that I'd like to play while we're gone, and I'm just going you know, to relax. Turn your phone off. There will be days of it. Right. I, I know I won't be able to do it for yeah, no. the entire time, but yes, there will be long stretches where I'm, gonna, where I'm going to try my best to pull out. Yeah, I mean, now you and I know this more than anyone, and like this is an easy job. I mean, it's tough in ways, but at the end of the day, we have a very like lucky lifestyle. We do, Um, but it's going to be good to go recharge the batteries. Yeah, no matter what it is you do for a living, you do it for a living. It's work. You know what I mean? And yeah, this isn't hard, but it can be. But it can be very stressful. And uh, I always say this, um, not that you should feel bad for me, but but part of my job is to read every depressing news story in the world. And so it will be nice to have a few days where I don't necessarily have to do that. I hope that I'll be able to find some time to relax. I will spend about 85% of the time, though, worrying about, is the best of right? Did I load the right things? Is this right? Maybe I shouldn't have ran that again. Oh, my God. I wish I would have never said that. I uh, There will be a lot of that that goes on this week for me. I, I just hope that I'm able to find some time and put it away. That's a little peek into my craziness and my you know anxiety issues that I have going on. But um, we'll miss you guys this next week as much as you'll miss us, probably more even. Uh, and then we're, we're back on when? The 31st we're back live in the studio? Yes, Do I have that the right? the 31st Monday. Yep. 31st, that Monday the 31st we'll be back in the studio live on rock 1069 you guys have an awesome week see you dan stansbury matt fantone just kiss your fruit cakes the stansbury show chilling in the studs with my dudes on rock 1069